Monday, like clockwork, baby. What? Oh, you heard what I said. What word did you say? You heard exactly what I said. And I never heard the end of the whole thing, but that's okay. Some funky things going on in South Florida. What word did you say? And I got out. I got out. Thank God. I got out. Is a psycho girlfriend. What do you say? You fairy. Oh, well, you'd be left five sixty WQM. It's Monday, April twenty third. Man, this month is flying by. It's zooming by, ain't it? All right. And just think of all the travel I've been doing this month. Man, I was in Amsterdam for eight nights. I was in uh, South Florida. I was in prestigious Plantation Acres over the weekend. Aren't you excited about that? No. It was okay. I had a fine weekend. I had a fine, nice time. But it was, uh, you know, a couple of days here and a couple of days there. That's more. That's more than enough. Do, 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 yeah, that's just fine. And then we got that big announcement coming up. Everybody, I want you to start like a daisy chain. Oh, before I get into that, about that big announcement at 2.30 on the uh, Mad Dog Show, and Hank's going to be there and eating a bunch of sandwiches, it's going to be great. Uh, somebody out there has started, and I, I don't know why people do this, but you were explaining it to me before the show. This goes on, on online all the time. Love you. Love you. What are you talking about? It's a fan site. They love you. Neil God fans MySpace site. Mm-hmm. And I ordinarily wouldn't give a crap. Some some lady, uh, Jeannie, I guess, she kind of like uh, gave me a heads up on the thing was there, and I took a look at it. And I don't like the fact that it says, this is the uh, place for the Neil's fans to uh, meet and greet. You know, that's baloney. <clears throat> That's right. Bioni, baby. Even Oscar Meyer knows that. We got the Neil Rogers uh, MySpace page, the show page with right. uh, the guy, the Odd Father and the whole deal. That's the place to meet and greet and eat and tweet and right. like idiots. You can write you directly, get a response. I mean, why would you want to go to some airzot? And uh, by the way, the like... one jackball that uh, gave me a song and a dance about how I'd say I respond to everybody and never responded to him. I had to break the news to you. That's because you were sending me all that stupid ass maple leaf trivia about Daryl Sittler and crap. That's why I didn't respond. <laughs> Oh, see, I caught you. You didn't know the answer. Oh, please, oh. stop, you know. Yeah, you the radio that. show is between 10 and 2. That's not a radio show on there, on that on that thing, whatever that thing is. You know that thing? No, that thing? So the Neil God fans page, I, I just, if, if you, and I noticed Johnny G was on there. Mm-hmm. I thought, gee, and even Ricky was on there, which I thought Ricky would know better than that. Come on, Ricky, butch up a little bit. Cut the crap. But there was like 153 people on there already, and I, and I don't know where the hell it came from. Some guy named Nick. He sent me a message this morning, and he said, oh, well, uh, just it's no crank, it's no this. We we don't need any additional pages, okay? If you want right. to potchke around on there, go ahead, but don't you got tell got one, I got one, Chris has one, Josh has one, Miguel, you know, we're all there. I got one. I know you didn't do. much, but I got one, yeah. Make the most works. of it, I heard. 
At any rate, here's uh, let's get the ball rolling here because at 2:30 this afternoon we got a major, major announcement. I can't imagine <laughs> what it could be about. Can you? When Clarence, you were were you in the uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, when are you people going to stop with oh. this nonsense, okay? Everything's a big secret. I know. Even unborn children, even unborn fetuses know what the uh, press conference <laughs> is about. But, well, you know, it's not official yet. Well, I don't say that. Okay. I, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, Barry Jackass has that column about it from the Herald from over the weekend. Oh, you can read it. Okay, I will. I don't have any idea what it's all about or if there's any accuracy to it, but I'll read it eventually in my pile. In time. As Linda Blair said, in time. Remember that? I love that. When sure. she made the drawer open in that uh, little thing, that little dresser. Do people still call those a dresser? I guess they do. Yeah, why not? I don't know, because I'm old and fuddy-duddy, and I use a lot of expressions that are out of uh, out of touch with reality today. They're out of sync. Oh, geez. Speaking of Baghdad and Iraq and stuff like that, things are going incredibly well, although I don't know what this has to do with uh, Alec Baldwin and that uh, horrible tape. You know something? Seriously, if you want to take the world seriously, you're going to be a crazy person. I'm telling you that That's right, right now. That's right. Good thing we don't. Just I sure don't anymore. I used to, you know, back in the day on W Snooze and trying to save the world and pontificating and screaming and getting on the air. And, uh, well, what's the point? What is the point? The world is a crazy house. It's a freaking slaughterhouse, man. All the stuff that's going on. And, of course, we kind of segue. And we had to have the UM Virginia Tech uh, baseball games take place. Right, Chris? That had to go on. Of course, and I noticed that even during the uh, graduation ceremony or whatever it was, at the very end, they're going, Hokies! Uh, you know, like it's like, USA! USA! Everything is a chant and a cheer, you know? That makes everything uh, that much better, doesn't it? Go yeah, Hokies! Sure, uh, you know, it sounded a little bit hokey to me, but what do I know? At least 24 people died and 50 wounded in four suicide bomb attacks in Iraq today, including an attack that killed a high-ranking police officer in the Diyala Province Police. And then it goes on, there's a lot more there. It's all bad news, but nevertheless... Even that wimpy Harry Reid from Nevada, he said it right. He said, the war is lost. It's been lost for a long time. What war, you know? Just a bunch of crazy people killing each other because they don't have a dictator. They needed a dictator. Even though he was evil and we put him in there in the first place, uh, they needed him. He was a good guy. Now he's hung. How about William? Is he hung? Here's your poll from Friday. By the way, I understand George did a sensational show on Friday. I just made that up. I know. I'm just glad I wasn't there. I know. I was in transit. I was en route. Mm -hmm. Here's the poll question. Which method of marketing annoys you the most? 1,556 votes. What the hell was that all about? We'll be lucky to get to 1,000 during the show today on this crappy poll I made up. Well, I didn't really make it up. It's an old one brought back. How can you have a sex poll and it doesn't have a million votes already, huh? Really? It's about sex. How often do you think about sex? I, I never stop. Right. That's what I voted. I'm thinking about Virtually it right now. every waking moment, I'm thinking about, mm, mm -hmm. look at this one and that one and uh, this right. one over here. Which method of marketing annoys you the most, you asked? And I'm glad you did ask that because, you know, City, oh, I don't know if they advertise on the station. I better not say anything, City Bank. But at any rate, while I was home over the weekend, I must have had like 45 million calls. Is uh, so-and-so there? Uh, this yeah. is City Bank calling about a special deal we got. Take your deal. Take your card. I know exactly where that credit card will fit real nicely. Rectum. Oh, yeah, in the slot. I almost went to Papano Saturday night to go to the slots and plunge my guts out. And then I thought, well, you know, I can lose so much at Woodbine here. Why do I want to do that? I'd rather spread it around here, eh? Follow what I'm saying? Although I mm -hmm. noticed Dave Joseph said Gulfstream didn't do it right and Papano did as far as the slots and the facility and yada, yada, yada. And when Dave, Dave Joseph says something nice about Pompano, it's a miracle because years ago they fired some a lady friend of his. 
who I guess was incompetent or whatever the deal was, they fired him. And, and from that moment on, he's always written very negatory things about Pompano Park. So screw you, Dave, but nevertheless. Which method of marketing annoys you the most? Automated computer phone calls, 455. Human telemarketing, 429. I don't know that there's such a thing as human telemarketing. I would call it more like subhuman telemarketing. Right. I hate those people. And I, you know something? I know they're doing a job. They got it. You know, I don't know how they get paid or whether they get. I don't know how that works. They could choose a, a different job that they. They know they're annoying people. Yeah. They know that. They so get. Are, they so get so calls at home. So, are so they we. know. Right. So are we? No. Yes. They have an option. We're not calling Let people me say in the it house. Again. What do you mean they have an option? So do we. We could be uh, out there peddling uh, grapefruits or something right. on the sidewalk. Coconuts. Human telemarketing, 429. So those two are pretty. It's the phone thing, baby. It's the phone. Don't be. And I'll tell you what other also bugs me is like a little while ago here, I'm in the midst of some very important, serious, uh, right? <laughs> I know. goofy uh, what? Hmm? Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the other business. Text message. No, not that business. Text messaging back and forth. And I uh, get a thing from Omaha Steaks again. I don't want your meat, okay? Don't you understand? I don't want no uh, meat from Omaha Steaks. I don't want your brats. I don't want your steaks. I don't want your, you know, I don't, I don't want it. And I used to order from them all the time, but they get to the point where they annoy the hell out of you. You don't want it no more. I don't want it. I know what I do want, but that ain't it. Internet pop-ups, 228. Yeah, those are annoying. Now, if you use Firefox, you won't get uh, hardly any of that. Do you know anybody that's still using Internet Explorer? I do, and it's scary. You do? That's like that's yep. like wearing knickers. That's like guy. That's like men wearing two-piece bathing suits at the beach. No one in my world uses except Internet now. Explorer I just know that. blows, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it blows. Virus ridden. Firefox is the way to go, eh? Internet pop-ups two twenty-eight. Junk mail one sixty-eight. Door-to-door solicitors one forty-four. They don't allow that in my building here, and thank the Lord yeah. for that. Don't you ever come knocking on my door unless you got something really good to peddle. I can think of some people if they came knocking on my door, like my friends from Amsterdam, for example. They came knocking on my door. It'd be Georgia, like right now. Georgia's doing the show. I'm busy. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Listen, this is serious business. This is not a laughing matter. It's serious. It's a question of priorities. There are some things important to me, and uh, you know, doing this show is only. Oh, and by the way, that's another thing I should probably talk about is my call from Jolly Joe Bell on Saturday morning. God, I had a great Saturday to everybody. Normal commercials, ninety-eight. Infomercials, twenty. Yeah, I mean, uh, because you don't have to watch those. Right? I mean, you got 70,000 channels if you have a good cable system. If infomercials 20 and tear off envelopes 14. Well, what? I don't even know what the hell that means. Somebody called envelopes? that in when we were talking about it. You know, when you go to pay your bills, they've got like an ad attached to the envelope oh, and you got to tear it off. Come on, quit being such a well, wuss. Are you kidding me? He wanted tear it on there, so there you go. Yes, come on. Good God, that's <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, well. that, that's just the South Florida ambiance again. Oh, and you know something? No, I don't. Yesterday morning, see, the interesting part of it is because I, I don't know why I got on this time schedule, but I would go to bed over the weekends, uh, Friday, Saturday, and, and, yeah, and Saturday, like at 11 o'clock at night. And I'd wake up at 7, which is nice. That's a nice even eight hours, okay? And I'd wake up at 7, and, of course, why? You know, not, I just woke up. I was all slept out. So yesterday morning, I put on little uh, clothes, my walking shorts and my shirt and my uh, cloud hoppers, and I go out and I get my newspaper in my driveway. Well, a guy that lives kitty corner across the street, and the interesting part of it is my friend Bernie used to live over there in that house, two houses away. Remember me talking about Bernie, et cetera? Mm-hmm. He's a good guy, great guy. Well, he moved away, and I don't know who this other guy is, but anyway, the guy's walking his dog, like a little uh, black Scotty or whatever those black dogs are, small one. And I reached out to pick up the paper, and I look, and he looks at me. I said, morning. 
and he didn't even acknowledge my existence. You know what I mean? I yeah. thought, I must be in South Florida. I better get out of here. And so I zoomed to the airport, and as of last night, I was winging it back to Toronto, eh? where people are polite and nice and friendly and not suspicious and not a-holes, man. Well, well, what is that? If somebody says good morning to you and they're like a neighbor, I mean, it's not like I was looking at him like, hey, uh, you yeah, money I know. Change. Yeah. Like, like evil or something. And I thought to myself, this is just what I'm always talking about, what everybody talks about. It's not just me, okay? It's not because I'm an old bastard and people hate me like poison because i got a big mouth and a stupid brain. It's not just because of that. That's, that's a big part of it. But don't forget, 2.30, major announcement about something. No, 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 no. Oh! A Bahamian judge has just ruled in the paternity suit over Anna Nicole Smith's baby. And Nicole Smith's former boyfriend, Larry Burkhead, is the biological father. And let me hmm? ask you this, now that we got that riddle solved, what are we going to do about Alec Baldwin? Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? You know, when they were showing that, I never finished my thought because, I like, my mind wanders because I'm old and senile. But I never finished the thought about that. But when they were... Oh, and guess what's going on today? I forgot to mention it. I don't know. Are you aware of it? Because Miguel sent me an email forest on... Forest fire? Huh? Forest fire? There's a forest fire going on in Waycross, Georgia, yeah, on CNN. But uh, who cares about Waycross, Georgia? That's probably near Aintree. Yeah? Yeah, just as well. But at any rate, uh, so Ron and old Paul are doing an 85-hour oh, show yeah. starting today. We were Did talking about that? it on Friday. Somebody called it up and said that. Oh, give me Six a Six and break. a half hours. Oh, Six boy. Six and a half hour show. How many days is that going to last before they both collapse? About 30, man. You know, I mean, even when Howard was on, he would go on and on and on. Anything else, Robin? Anything else, Robin? Right. You know, and finally, he would just give up uh, about 11, uh, 10, 15, 10, 30, once in a while, maybe to 11. And he starts at 6. Mm -hmm. So if you thought it was thin before. 5.30 till noon. So if you think, I, I hope that they're taking notes now. Because if you think that they stole a lot of other people's material oh, for uh, four hours before, five, six and a half hours of old Paul and ancient Ron, you people got to be kidding me. See, this is the answer. We're going to knock that Neil Rogers right off the air. You know something? Go ahead. Give it your best shot. Anyway, here's today's pool. Ron and old Paul, my ass. Well, thanks for the promotion, man. Yeah, that's always the way Petey Bulger looked at it. Like they would send me a phony press release like it was, uh, you know, like an inside. And it would be coming from them. Oh, Neil will talk about it in the air. We'll get a big audience. Just like Mancow with his 0.1 share. 0.1. That doesn't even, that's not even enough to tickle the transmitter tubes. That's not even enough to tickle your... That's right. That's even worse than our morning show. Now, why did you do that? What? Day when we have this big announcement coming. Why? Can't you stop being such a relentless bastard? Mm -mm. Jesus. God, are you brutal. Anyway, here's today's pool. And this is an oldie that I brought back because, you know, to be very honest with you, I wasn't really thinking about this place over the weekend. It's just one of those things. I was, I wasn't on vacation, but I was down there, you know. I was thinking about getting out of there as of yesterday. 660 votes on the pool, so I brought back an oldie, but goodie. How often do you think about sex? It's been a long time since we did that pool. It's been a raccoon's age since we did this one. How often do you think about sex? Several times a day, 350. Non-stop, 184. Now, that was my vote, even though, I mean, it's a little right. bit of an exaggeration, but not much. Right. Not much. 
And if I'm still thinking nonstop about hanky spanky, that goes to show you in my advanced age, there's hope for everybody, okay? Think about it. If you can't do it, at least think about it. How often do you think about sex? Once or twice a day, 78. Seldom 39. And never, never, nine. Nine. Out of 660 votes. How could, how could there be anybody? Well, maybe they're like 100 years old. Maybe they had an accident. In their pants? Well, in that, in that area, you know. War, oh, a war wound, you know, area, auto accident, yeah. you know. Well, it could be one of uh, several different kinds of accidents. Terrible barbed wire it. fence jumping incident. Oh, jeez. Oh, there's the uh, pissed off caveman. Cave you know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? It's like, um, who wants to be a millionaire? Something works well, so let's just drive it into let's the ground. Let's overdo it, right? I, I, I'm honest. You know, he was great in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. the one on the wa- the moving walkway in the airport. Yeah, yeah. With that, what's what's the name of that song? We got it in here. Remind me by Royksop. Remind me. Yes. By Royks. Uh, Royksop. They're Norwegian or something. I don't know. Norwegian. Yeah, they got like oh, little dots over the O's. and crap like that. Yeah. yeah. See, that spot was good. And he gets pissed off and he backs up and he looks. <laughs> and even a caveman can do it. He's got that exasperated look on his face. Of course, if you're sitting on a plane and he gets on, probably everybody bails out anyway, wouldn't they? I imagine. Oh, nice. George nailed it. Let's write it on the calendar. The pocket. I used to do talk-ups all the time, man. Who are you kidding? Well, good. Back in the day. That's so anyway, right. that's uh, my take on the pissed-off caveman. Too much. Too much of a good thing. And you'd think that Geico would know better because their advertising agency is sensational. Whoever came up with all these different, all this, all this, uh, all of these things, things, you know. 664 votes on the pool. Chris knows we'll get to 1,000. He's positive of it, aren't you? Definitely. Now, let's take a look at the schedule here today. You, you would think, wouldn't you think, now, are we running like uh, liners on this about the 230, uh, 230 thing? Of course we are. Oh. Because there's certainly nothing in print on here. It just says Jim Mandich 2 to 4, Power Hour with Mad Dog and Hank 4 to 5, Humper 5 to 6.30, eating a whole bunch of bologna and Swiss sandwiches, Marlins on deck at 6.30, Marlins and the Braves at 7.05. That's a home game. Marlins actually won a couple of games over the weekend. Wowie, wow, wow. Any interest? No. And then game night after the ball game with Eddie Kay. How about those Marlins? Now, Barry Jackass says, I better save this for after the break, because I was told, just go ahead and read it. I've got it in my pile. Like, after that, I have to ask for permission to read this from Clarence freaking Darrow? I'll uh, ask the committee. Oh, so I never got to the part about my phone call with Joe Bell on Saturday morning. Did no, I? no, you didn't. Well, Friday night, I'm checking my email. And I look on my Yahoo email, and there's a note from uh, Joe Bell uh, from Friday afternoon, about 2, 2.05. And uh, if you get a chance over the weekend, call me a couple things I want to talk to you about. And I thought, oh, boy, here we go. You know, those kinds of messages are very rarely anything good. You know what I mean? Right. It's always like, well, why did you do this, and how come you call me a fat ass? Although he doesn't do that. He, he accepts that because he is a fat ass. But anyway, so I tried calling him Friday around 9. Now, now how late would you call somebody? Oh, 10 would be the upper limit. Latest, yeah. yeah. Well, I tried around 9. That's not too late, right? No, no. And then Saturday morning, now, how early would you call somebody? Because I woke up uh, at 7, like I told you. On a Saturday morning again, I'd give until 10 to wake up. Oh, well, I tried about 9.30. That's not bad. And then That's I not tried right. around a couple minutes to 10. He didn't pick up on his cell phone. Old people like time. Joe, they wake up early anyway. Fam- family people, people with families, the kids always get your That's what I'm thinking. Right. Guys in his position don't sleep until noon, you know, very rarely. Right. But at any rate, so he, and so then around 
My phone rings, and of course I had an extraordinarily important lunch to head off to, which about 10 to 11 I left the house. And 10.30, there's the phone, and there's Jolly Joe. Fat old Jolly Joe. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can always tell by the sound in somebody's voice, you know, whether they're really chipper and ho, 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 you know, doing his usual Clarabelle routine. And he was like in a wonderful mood. And he told me a couple of things that are going on, one of which uh, you might find out about at 2.30. I can't imagine what it is. And then, uh, and then he said he's meeting today, meeting Monday today, with Norma Kent to extend my contract, maybe, to talk about it. And I started laughing hysterically. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I said, what time is your show on, man? What a sense of humor you got. Especially with all the crap that's been going on lately, you know, like for the last hundred years. But at any rate, I said, sure, no problem. Let's uh, get with it. And I called up Norma yesterday, and he said, oh, I got the message from Joe, but it, my phone is stuck between the seats of my car. You know, you talk about uh, just a knucklehead, you know? Knucklehead. That's Norma. He had, he had a voicemail on there, but the phone got lost between the seats in his car. And, and so you know what he did? What? He, from the inside the house, he called his cell phone, and he listened to the messages. All right. Well, it worked. Sure. It worked. But I thought to myself, my life, my livelihood, my future is lying in the hands of this goofball. Hey, Norma. You fairy. Good God. He's all right. He means well. He's a good guy. 681 on the sex pool here today. Let's start thinking about sex. In fact, even better than that, let's stop thinking about it and let's start doing it. Feel God. Oh! Where the faggot is. You fairy. The folks who brought you America's Next Top Model introduced America's Next Top Clown, starring Tyra Banks. Okay, judges, what did you think of Blinky's performance, Ronald McDonald? Blinky, it was just all right for me. The baggy pants are the bomb, but spraying the seltzer bottle, hmm, it's been done. Somebody done did it. Okay, Bozo. Oh, it was too rodeo clown for me. You got to step it up if you want to be America's Next Top Clown. <laughs> Ooh, and Finally, Krusty. Your spit take was terrible. My grandmother can do a better spit take, and she's in a coma. <laughs> Find out who gets honked to the next round and who gets fired out of the cannon. The winner will receive an exclusive contract with Ringling Brothers Circus and this tiny car for you and 20 of your friends. Who will fill the big floppy red shoes to become America's next top clown tonight after Project Tightrope. Oh, guess who died? Boris. Boris Yeltsin's dead. He only had, what, about 75 heart attacks and 42 strokes? Right. Just minor things. All of these things. Like that. Well, he was a hard-drinking man. Was he a hard-drinking man? A lot of yes. vodka, just like uh, Josh's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll correct you when you say something wrong. What? Now, don't be picking on uh, Josh's girlfriend. Oh, I'll pick on her, all right. Yeah, I bet you would. Everybody in their brother wants uh, their hands on that Russian uh, beauty. Mm. <laughs> I better take a look at his uh, website and take a look at her. Is she as fine as you're suggesting? Well, there, there are a couple pictures there that do her justice. Although I've yeah. seen her in some uh, some better outfits than the, than the one she's wearing in those pictures. Well, uh, how about seeing a picture where she don't have any outfit? By the that way, would he be sent nice. a nice email thanking me for uh, taking care of his dog and sending him that check, which uh, if he don't have it yet, he'll have it. And I didn't even send it to you this time. I sent it directly to him, which means somebody will intercept it and he'll never get it. Right. I usually Stuff take like a that. piece. I beg your pardon? I said, how's it going, eh? Yeah, I got a piece for you. 697 <laughs> votes, speaking of piece, uh, thinking about sex. Just non, non-stop is in second place. Several times a day, though, is healthy. That's a good sign. Boris Yeltsin's dead. 
To which we can only say, Oy. who cares? Can know? I have his hat? You know, they just showed him with a nice uh, babushka on. What is it with the uh, Europeans and, and hats? Yeah, those big fur hats? That's a Russian thing. It's it, cold yeah, there. Those big babushkas. It is cold right. there, especially in Siberia. Your people like those big fur hockey pucks. Now, wasn't it Gorbachev that they sent to Siberia for a short period of time? I'm like not about, you know, sure. Just, yeah. The hell you're not sure? What, what do you I'm mean not. you're not sure? That was uh, like How about if they send W to Siberia? That sounds really good to me. <laughs> Let's send Bush and Cheney to Siberia, where where they'll be safe. Anyway, don't don't be starting in along that. Okay, let's let's get to the big announcement here. Okay, Dolphin. Now, but this is again, this is just conjecture because I'm not supposed to be saying anything, uh, you know, definitively. Because then nobody will tune in at two thirty to hear the big announcement, which I don't even know what it's about. Do you lie? Yeah. Total lie. Mm-hmm. I'm lying. We know what it's about, and so do every one of you. If you don't know, you're dumber than sawdust. But, you know, that's Clarence, and that's the whole deal. A lot of people might not care. You know, you better get with the program, mister. I've defended you for 117 years or Mm -hmm. whatever it's been, but now you're, like, stepping right on the line. Uh Your toe is right up against the the line, too. Sure is. Barry Jackass, was this in Saturday's paper or whatever? I don't know, and I really don't care. Does it make a difference? Does anybody read the hero? No. Not if they have an IQ larger than their thumbnail. Dolphins moving back to WQAM after a two-year stint, says Barry, with 790 the ticket. Dolphin broadcast will return to QM, which could mean Jim Mandich's return. Oh, and I had that thing all set on there, and then, oh, geez, you sidetracked me somehow. When I said Jim Mandich might return. Yes! Yes! That's what I was going to uh, play, but nevertheless. Dolphins moving back to QAM rights buried. The Dolphins are moving their games back to WQM 560 and informed incumbents rights holder 790 the ticket of the decision on Friday, according to the unctuous Joel Feinberg, president of the ticket. Joel Feinberg, my ass. The move could signal a return of analyst Jim Mandich to the broadcast booth. Speaking of, uh, my ass. Feinberg said he offered $2.2 million a year, well below the $3.5 million he paid last season when he lost his ass. Feinberg said he believes WQAM outbid him, but QAM, which agreed to a multi-year deal, declined to comment. Again, this is all Barry Jackass's column from the Herald, and I don't know nothing. And if you believe that, you'll believe anything. I, I try not to lie, but in this case, I'm lying like crazy. Or am I not? Not? Yes, I am. The Dolphins declined comment, but announcement is expected today. 2.30 this afternoon, right here on 560 WQAM. And, and you know, the first Dolphin game, oh, and you know something, I've got to think about that, too. About my Dolphin season tickets. Because the last two years when we didn't have the games, I took the cash in lieu of the tickets, since that's part of my contract, part of my deal, my fine deal. But uh, now that we're going to have the games back again, it might just be the tickets once again. And the first Dolphin game, it is in London. Hmm. I don't think too many people are going to be going to that home game. Well, I, from what I understand, I better not say it. Fine. <laughs> better not say it. Because we're, we we love the Dolphins, don't we? We love the Dolphins. They are the best. Yeah, let's uh, play along. I still like those Patriots, though, a lot. Feinberg, whose station had Dolphin games the past two seasons, said that if he, he, that he told the team if he wasn't given a decision by 5 p.m. Friday, he would pull the plug on Dolphin programming. What a bastardo. What a maniac. Dolphins president Brian Wiedemeyer informed him of the decision at 4.55 p.m. He waited till the last bitter moment. 4.55 p.m. How do you like that? Nice going, Brian. The Dolphins, who control the announcer hires, would like to retain play-by-play voice Jimmy Cephalos and uh, Cephalo, and WQAM is believed to be receptive. Hmm. The team and the station also are expected to approach Mandich about returning to the broadcast. Yes! Yes! Wouldn't that be something great? Yes! 
One more for the West Coast. Yes! Thanks. Mandich, who hosted an afternoon talk show on WQM, according to Barry, I mean, that's really, wow, profound. Nice going, Barry. Said Friday he would be interested in returning to the co-analyst role that he held for 13 years before the team moved to the ticket in 2005 and gave the job to its morning host, Joe Rose. Yes! Not one person has talked to me about anything, Mandich. Said I would need to know some of the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Is that what he said? Yes! According to an industry official, WQM is also expected to explore the possibility of hiring Rose and creating a three-man booth of Cephalo, Mandage, and Rose. See, I've got to stop calling him Jimmy Syphilis now. You do? I've got to stop calling her those names. Rose's 790 contract. Oh, and, oh, geez, and I forgot to tell you something, which I'm sure somebody already told you about this deal now. Just, uh, just don't say anything stupid. Ro I'll tell you during uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. Rose's 790 contract runs through early September. Feinberg said, keeping Rose is a priority. I love Joe, he said. I don't see him even entertaining an offer unless it's twice what I'm paying him. That's what the uh, silly-ass Joel Feinberg said. And, of course, I don't know anything about that. I dumped the bitch right now. Feinberg said he lost money on the Dolphins, wasn't comfortable offering anything close to last season's rights fee. Feinberg had renegotiated the contract last offseason in exchange for financial concessions, allowed the games to be simulcast on Big 106, when, I guess a couple hours when Paul and Ron are on. You know, what are they on, 28 hours a day now, the two of them? Unbelievable. That's going to really do it. Nice going over there, cheap channel. Stupid. It was in the best interest of the station to not enter a plea deal. To enter a plea deal. <laughs> not to enter a deal with the Dolphins that would be a loss as soon as the pen hit the paper, Feinberg said. Still, Feinberg said he felt strung along during negotiations. I'm very upset, he said. I gave them blood, sweat, and tears for two years, hiring Jimmy Cifolo, who belongs in a funeral home. He's so dead. I gave them the world. He belongs in a funeral home. How do you like that? In other words, he's saying Jimmy's a stiff. I don't want to find out. All they care about is money, he said. They think they're so high and mighty that they can flex their muscles and get whatever they want from whomever they want. They don't care about anybody else's business or situations or needs, said the crybaby Joel Feinberg. <coughs> oh, what a, what a crybaby. Jesus, God Almighty. The ticket Dolphin show from 7 to 9 p.m. weeknights, which was part of the rights deal, will go off there immediately, Feinberg said. WQM is expected to carry regular Dolphin programming, but details haven't been disclosed. Feinberg said in addition to his offer of two and a quarter, uh, yeah, two and a quarter million annual rights fee, he also offered 360 grand in hospitality and signage cost and to cover the salaries of the announcers. Feinberg said the Dolphins opened some new doors to some national business, but said, I'll be a better station with all, without all the financial losses. WQM thinks if I don't have the Dolphins, I'll go out of business. I'll survive and prevail, he said. Well, we'll see about that, Joel, won't we? We'll see. Who cares? The tickets deal with the Dolphins precluded the station from pursuing rights to other teams. Without that restriction, the ticket might pursue rights to the Marlins, or in the final year of their deal with WQM, to which we can say, yeah. <laughs> oh. How do you like that? The final year of the Marlins. Any interest? We got the Marlins tonight. Marlins in the Braves, 7.05 at a pregame at 6.30. Any interest? No. Anybody going to be there? No. Some Braves fans, probably. We love the Marlins, though, especially those other games. We love the Marlins. Daytime games. So, anyway, those are Dolphin tickets. Yeah. I better find out about that because, uh, you know, like as usual. And you better give the bad news to Josh Cordes is that he's, like, down on the list now. He's not. I'm just not going to hand him over to him, you know, like I didn't. Haven't I been doing that last couple of years when we had the games? Yeah, I guess you have. Well, I have to see if there are other people who might want them. You know what I'm saying? Like me. No, no chance. No chance, Chris. Don't take it personal unless you want to. There is no chance in your pants, okay? Okay. I'll have to find out if there are other people who might be interested in those great Dolphin season tickets, those box seats. Which, and, you know, 
Well, you never know. I'm just assuming we're going to have them. Assuming we have the Dolphin games. We'll have to stay tuned till 2.30 this afternoon, won't we? Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. To find out what the real announcement is. That very, that was just a column by Barry Jackass in the Herald, you know, which may or may not have had some substance, some uh, fact, some, uh, you know, right? Right. What? It's so silly. The whole, you know, it's just the way we do everything. is so silly. But everything has got to be a little, a little mystery and intrigue. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it's no fun. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, 2.30 this afternoon, major, big announcement coming on QAM. Big time. In a lot of different ways, and I want to thank my guests today. Now, you're the one who was betrayed. Yes. And you're the partner who strayed from your relationship. Of course. And how many times have you been with another woman since you've been married? More than a thousand. What? Okay, why? Hillary was a great ride, but not good enough. So how does that make you feel? Very, very ugly. She says he started gagging at the side of her body. Flabby stomach, sagging chest, stretch marks. She was a pig. Hey. <laughs> she spent 20 grand on plastic surgery, hoping her husband would only have eyes for her. Yes. But she says it wasn't enough to keep him faithful. No. Because you've cheated since the surgery, right? I couldn't stop. Now, this woman that you were with Monday night? This was three women. Three. All at one time? Of course. Okay. I never wanted that night to end. Are you listening to this? Yeah. Now, you got a serious decision to make. He believes he should be allowed to cheat when he gets bored. You need to get a divorce and move on. Are you willing to do that, are you? Absolutely not. Can you understand? He was with somebody Monday night. You bet I did. Hillary was all for it. Uh, In fact, I procured women for Bill. I was so proud of her. Okay, I mean, are you cool with it? Yes. If not, I would be gone. Exactly. Uh, we got this president that we got here right now. We wish he'd be gone real fast, r- real soon, but nevertheless. Guess who I watched yesterday? I watched George step on top of us. Boy, is he boring or what? Uh, yes. It was just on. You know, there's just not a whole lot of selection on there until the games start, till the hockey stuff. And I'm sure you watch a lot of those hockey playoffs, right? Didn't see any Panthers uh... in there. Didn't see any make-believes in those playoffs, but nevertheless. 736 votes on our sex pool today, and Doug Thompson writes, time to rethink our gun laws. Should I read a Doug Thompson column? You know what a subversive uh, Ojean oh, provocateur he can be. Agitator. Is that what he is? I think I so. Ojean provocateur. Whatever happened to, um, Dick, to uh, Fatherly? Dick Fatherly? Didn't he die? Did he die? I don't oh, know. We can only hope. In fact, in honor of Dick Fatherly's memory, let me see if I can find that. He's an Ojean provocateur. Had a great voice, you got to admit that. Nope. Some people with great voices just, uh, you know. Die? They die, and because they're such a big ash hole, it just, you know. Mm-hmm. See, I decided over the weekend, there's a word I can say, you know, right? That's because we haven't asked if we could. Oh, don't, don't say I'm ash not, hole. No. That's bad. That would be like Ducci bag. That's, that's very bad. How childish, you know? Isn't it? I sure hope that doesn't interfere with my 45-year extension of ideal. I'm going to live to 120 just to, and you know I'm going to start doing it? I'm going to start eating like two lettuce leaves a day. That's right. I'm going to go out to my important lunches. What? That's right. Locale, baby. That's what Dr. Sanjay Pupta says and Anderson Pooper and all those other idiots on CNN. Yeah, like I said, don't worry about all this crap in the world, although donate a lot of money to Barack Obama. That's what we want to do. I'm going to send a check to his campaign. Aren't you pleased at that? Good. In fact, whatever money I was going to leave you in my will, I'm going to instead send that's, to that's fine. Barack Obama. <laughs> Give it all to him. Oh, just relax, will you please? You're so uptight, man. What? You are so uptight. And your close personal friend who was over much of the weekend at my house, we talked about you at length. Oh, yeah. 
And then the other, my other friend uh, who lives in my house, we would, uh, you know, kind of like uh, interject like, well, we think uh, George is lying. We think Dave is lying. We, you know, uh -huh. You're all full of crap. Yeah, yeah. Just, just Good relax, God. okay? I'm I very don't relaxed. I'm so uptight about my money. You know, it's I'm my not. money. I've worked I'm all not. these years to make right. a zillion dollars, okay? Why do you keep saying that? I've never what? been uptight about your money. The hell you're not. All right. Chris, is he uptight about my will or what? As long as he's in it, he doesn't care. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's a good way of putting it. Now, Chris starts the week with a great comeback. Oh! Excellent job, Chris. From now on, the rest of the day, if I were you, I'd shut up. What kind of food you got today? Oh, and also, you never told me the melting pot was coming on Friday. Somebody mentioned it Thursday, but you never told me that. Did you know? Yeah, I knew. And how'd that work out? It worked out great. Mm. Had uh, both kinds of cheese. Mm. It was great. See, in my diabetic condition, I probably... It probably wouldn't be a real good idea for me because those desserts, you know, mm -hmm. dipping and dunking in those chocolate fondues. You don't have to go there, you know. You don't have to have the dessert. Yeah, right. Give me a break. I know. Are you a crazy I know. person I know. Yeah, yeah. Are you an absolute crazy person or what? As if I have to ask. Doug Thompson, speaking of crazy people, says, time to rethink our gun laws. He says it is time to reconsider how we sell, market, and license guns in this country. Absolutely correct. I say this as a lifelong hunter, longtime member of the NRA, and owner of enough guns to arm a revolution in a small country. Well, that's a good thing to know when they come to take him away. It's good. Nice going, Doug. He says, like it or not, guns have become a way to settle grudges, achieve notoriety, advance causes, and express oneself in our violence-prone society. Absolutely correct, sir. For years, the NRA and other pro-gun activists have argued that tightening the gun laws in this country would only make it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to buy weapons while criminals would be armed in a threat to society. That argument became moot last week when Shung Hui Cho used... I, I, that doesn't sound like the right name, is it? I mean, I know the swing... Uh, I don't know. He swings with his thing. Used two handguns he purchased legally to gun down 32 fellow students and faculty members at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. The worst mass killing on a school campus in American history. Oh, my God. Virginia's background check system run by the state police and considered the model for the nation. Didn't know anything about Cho's mental problems because his one and only hearing before a judge didn't qualify for inclusion in the record. Yes, that's a loophole in, uh, that state and federal legislators are now scrambling to close. But even when it's closed... It won't be the only loophole in laws that put too many guns in the hands of too many people who have no business owning or carrying weapons. Absolutely correct, sir. Crazy people with guns. It's the American effing way, baby. Crazy people with lots and lots of guns. All right. Virginia, uh, writes Doug Thompson, is also a concealed carry state, a place where anyone with a relatively clean criminal record and half-day course in gun safety can obtain a license to carry a concealed weapon. <laughs> That half-day course teaches the basics of gun safety along with some rudimentary target practice. It does not prepare a person for a potential life-threatening situation where he or she may be threatened with a weapon and forced to defend themselves. Yet some pro-gun advocates claim that if students and faculty at Virginia Tech had been allowed to pack heat, they would have stopped Cho before he took out 32 lives. Virginia Delegate Morgan Griffith, the ultra-right-wing leader of the Virginia Republicans, tried to ram legislation through the General Assembly that would give students the right to carry concealed weapons. Fortunately, it failed to pass. Oh, that's my book you got over there, Pally. Yeah, but a bing, you know. That's my parking spot. If Griffith and his cronies had been allowed to turn tech into an armed camp, the odds were good that the body count would have been far higher. Campus police spend most of their time breaking up drunken brawls at frat parties and athletic events. They shudder at the thought of adding concealed weapons to that volatile mix. Hey, that's my girlfriend. You're like pawn all over there, Pally. My dead Pally, yeah. I mean, the fact that there are people crazy enough to even suggest those things is very scary to me. But nevertheless... Anyway, the last part of this uh, Doug Thompson piece, he says, I'm not advocating a ban on guns. Far from it. 
but I do think it's past time that we take a long, hard look at the laws that regulate the sale of guns, all guns, to those who hunt, those to target shoot, and those who feel the need to set up an armory in their home. We license people to drive in this country, and some states require a multi-day course in driver's education to obtain a permit. Those same states will take away a license to drive for even misdemeanor violations of traffic law, yet nothing short of a serious felony can threaten a person's ability to own or carry a firearm. In a nation where too many guns threaten the peace and security of its citizens, it's time to reconsider laws that allow too many murders and too much violence, says Doug Thompson. You go, Doug. Go out there and round them up, baby. Yeah, you, like I said, when you go to civilized places, like Canada, for example, and sure, there's some shootings here, and most of those guns come from across the border, from the USA, from Detroit and Cleveland, and places like that, Minnesota. Now, where did you live in, uh, in Montana, right? Right. And everybody had at least one gun, even the little children. No, but I'm, I'm saying, like, probably their guns being smuggled from, it's a real butte, that Montana, being smuggled across the border into Canada. I can't imagine. They have their own in Canada, don't they? In that area? The hunting area. That's areas. true. All them rednecks out there, like in That's Calgary right. and in uh, yeah. places like that. Saw plenty of gun racks when we Sans drove around Canada. Yeah. Medicine hat. How uh-huh. about moose, moose jaw? Moose jaw. Armed to the, teeth. Right. the only difference being, though, that most of the people here are civilized. And That's they don't right. Sell, they don't, first of all, they don't carry arms. Nobody here walks around with a piece. Okay? Well, maybe a different kind of piece. Well, you're in the they city. don't walk around with a gun. What? You're in the city where we yeah. lived. It wasn't. It was a little different. People did carry their guns around in the in the gun rack in the car, just in case. They carried their rack around. Oh, well, what bet. was that story about the chick that was breastfeeding in that restaurant? And somebody. Got oh, in Boca, it's illegal to interfere with a breastfeeding mother in any way, shape, or form, and it doesn't matter how many nipples she has out or where she puts them. Well, I'm sure a lot of you guys are very excited and want to find out which restaurants will allow all the breastfeeding all the time because They're you want to see all the to. nipples all the time, you perverts. You're not fooling this little queen. I know a pervert when I see one. But the fact of the matter is, why couldn't she go in the tea room? Huh? She shouldn't have to do anything except what she wants to do, where she wants to do it. She's nursing a child, you perv. You don't nurse. You don't feed a child in a bathroom. Why not? You don't eat in a bathroom. Why not? Barbarian. I know some guys who eat in a bathroom, but nevertheless... If you're offended, you're the one with the problem. I'm not offended. I wasn't there. Uh, I didn't see it. I wasn't saying you, not you specifically. Where I had lunch on Saturday, there was no nipples being shown, okay? Nobody was whipping out any breasts. Well, that's too bad. Stuff like that. Get a much bigger crowd in there if they were. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm sure that if if they would have been, my my lunch uh, partner there wouldn't have paid any attention to me, believe me. If there'd have been broads in there whipping out breasts, I would have had no no conversation. Like, huh? Oh, you say something? Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Seven hundred and sixty-one votes on them. Well, that's the way you straight guys are, man. If there's a nipple showing somewhere, ah, ah, like that, you know. Thank God, those fags are like upstanding and that's upright right. and uptight and wear those real that's tight jeans. Right. Never think anything, you know. No, unsavory. we don't think about sex. We're not a bunch of perverts. Just me. How often do you think about sex? Today is our poll. Don't forget, 2.30, we got that big announcement. It could be the dolphins. Oh, it could be something like that. And Joel Feinberg is really pissed off about it and acting like a petulant child. You know, it's one thing you get outbid or you lose the deal or they would rather be on, like, a real radio station, whatever the deal might be, Joel. But you always have to act like a, like a petulant child. That just bugs the crap out of me. Doesn't it bug the crap out of you that he has to act like such a child? And that's the way people with a lot of money generally act, you know. I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratchet. You know, like that. That crap. Mm-hmm. 751 votes of 61. Boy, we're zooming. We'll make the 1,000, Chris. Relax. Just breathe easy. You need some free food. Okay. Boris Yeltsin 
announced his resignation as president December 31st, 99, and his hand-picked successor, Vladimir Puntang, uh, became, uh, yeah, well, he's dead. Boris Yeltsin is dead. How about Jim Yeltsin? Is he still alive? You know, fix it. 761, how often do you think about sex? Several times a day, 402. Non-stop, 218. 218, that works for this old queen. Never stop. Mmm. Once or twice a day, idiot. In fact, I'm sitting in the airport in Fort Lauderdale last night. Well, I better not say it. See, I have, I have that roving eye. You know, I mean, they just had Carl rove there. In fact, he's on right now. Look at that idiot, jackass. I just, I just don't miss anything. You know, I mean, if somebody who looks uh, interesting to me is anywhere within, you know, within seeing distance, I'm like, mm, like that. Yeah, you know? that makes you a guy. Gaydar. Well, I'm a gay guy. Once or twice a day, 88. Seldom 44. And never, never think about sex. Still the same. And it's interesting that it uh, came out that number, you know? Folks. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Oh, yeah, I have a question. Where's the bit? Wendy Harper is a real Geico customer, not a professional spokesperson. So to help tell her story, we hired a White House spokesperson. I was two houses from home when a bolt of lightning flashed. Okay, Wendy will uh, tell her story, but she will not tell it under oath, and you can't take any notes. A branch fell and hit the hood of my car. Uh, we're not going to comment any further, as uh, this is an ongoing investigation. I believe my car was totaled. I'm going to have to tell you once again, uh, we're not commenting on the situation while there is an open investigation, yes. I thought it would take forever to settle my claim. I would refer you to my uh, previous comment on this situation. I got my check in just two days. I can't tell you how happy that made me. Again, uh, we can't comment at this time. Geico. Real service, real savings, and a real load of BS. There you go. It's 11... <laughs> Eleven oh two at five sixty. That's what you get from the White House—a real heavy load. Mmm, smells good of BS. So anyway, speaking of BS and crazy politicians, did you talk on Friday about John McCain? Yeah, absolutely. About his uh, stroll through Baghdad, or bomb, 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 bomb. Oh, that one. about his stroll through Baghdad. About that stupid song that he broke out into. Bomb, bomb, no. Iran. No, I didn't. Well, what, what, what kind of crap was that? This is like a joke? He's a it's crazy like he's doing a person. Comedy routine. This is a crazy person who obviously is very seriously affected by all those years as a POW. Right. They, they bah, broke bah, his bah, brain. Bah, 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 Iran. <laughs> he has, he's got two chances of getting that nomination. None and much less than Giuliani's going to get uh, the Republican nomination by default. And Barack Obama is going to wipe the floor with his ass. Giuliani. Wait till they get all that crap about his 85 wives and about his buddy there that was uh, uh, shacked up there across from the World Trade Center. What that was his name? The um, Bernie, Bernie uh, Carrick. Okay. 786 on the pool. Start thinking about sex, then you can vote on there. Uh, Boris Yeltsin, he was dead at 76. All that heavy-duty drinking and those 45 heart attacks. Actually, there I don't know when this file footage is. Oh, look at that. That old lady came up and gave him a big hit. Look at her. She, she's got the hots for him. Probably not anymore, but did you see the way she grabbed him around the neck and was kissing No, it was on mm. the Spanish language channels there. Somebody comes up to you and grabs you around the neck and starts giving you kissy kissing. I call the police, man. I, I get out a gun and just make sure it don't happen uh, no more is what I would do. She just a little bit over the top. It's one thing for like a little quick peck on the cheek. That's one thing. But a little bit too what the hell is that? Sounds what? like I'm being invaded here. Could you hear that? No. Are you being invaded? It's the maid going to the apartment like kitty uh, corner right next door. And boy, does she make a lot of noise and all. Yeah. I think intentionally she probably hates the show. She's out there whistling and uh, singing a happy tune and ba-da-beep, ba-da-boop, 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 
Now, you do understand that, that most of these, um, what do they call them? Domestic what, what workers. What do you call like them? That? I don't know what you call them up there. Maids. Oh. Domestic workers like that. Most of them are yeah, illegal yeah. aliens. That's right. Am I right about that? So obviously she wouldn't want to be on the radio. I'm going to open up the door and say, if you want some publicity, honey, if you want to go back to Nicaragua, wherever you came from, then you just keep making all that noise. Otherwise, no, no, do they call no, them La Migra up there in Canada also? I beg your pardon? La Migra. What do you call them? In, uh, you know, cause that's what they La call Migra? Them La Migra. What is that? Say, voy a llamar La Migra. I'm going to call uh, immigration on you. That's what they call immigration. La, La Migra. How about La the Migra. Royal Canadian Mounties, eh? I wonder what they're doing, just horsing around. Mounting. The RCMP, baby, the Royal yeah. Canadian Mounted Police, like Dudley Do-Right. WQAM, hello. Not there. And, of course, Line 9, we don't, uh, you know, why even, why even waste your time with that? 795 on the pool. Chris can breathe real easy now because we got a Chris hasn't days. been here since the last break started. Well, that's what happens when you eat all that damn free food. You I'm start making, you. A, making a run mm -hmm. and another run and the runs and like that. Oh, I think between uh, the two of us this morning, before maybe we inspired him, huh? Possible. I, uh, I don't know what that I was I've got another about. one on deck I'm thinking about. Uh, you know. On deck? Oh, yeah. I've heard that show. It's called Drek on Deck. Yeah, it's the I'm Todd Drek show. Yeah. Is he still there, over by here. the way? Yeah. Does he still work there, Todd yes, Drek? He hasn't yes. sold anything on this show because before Joseph was I don't, I don't think anyone is anymore. I think it's too much trouble. Oh, well, that's good. Now, you better announce to them that I'm re-signing for another 100 years because I like the checks coming in. In fact, What's that got to do with the important things that are going on? Like what? Sports? And like that big, that other, don't forget, big right. announcement at 2.30 this afternoon. Right. It might have something to do with the Dolphins. That one the thing Dolphin and first that other game, thing. by the way, is in Londra, London. Now, don't make any editorial comments about that, okay? Because I'm sure you'll be going over for the game, right? Sorry? Sorry. Big Ben struck one. There, let's get Mike Lang to do the games. What do you say? He don't have much to do now. The Penguins are out. WQAM, hello. Anil. Yes. Uh, the reception is hard here in the stalls, JCPenney, Westland. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Because that's the one thing you did tell me this morning. The signal is screwed up. So I guess in the stalls at Westland, they're having trouble hearing it. Okay. Chris is back, uh, by the way. Oh, Chris is back. That's good. Oh, did you miss me? And we know what you're doing when you run out of the room. You're looking for glory holes. Speaking of the uh, tea room at Westland. WQAM, hello. Hello, Dolphins are back with Mandix, baby. I think that's unbelievable. Hmm. Now, did anybody say that? Did we make that, that announcement? In fact, the story from Barry Jackass, Mad Dog said nobody has talked to him about nothing. He don't know from nothing. But I bet you right now they're probably having a bit, a little of talk to. And uh, I don't know whether they're going to make the announcement at 2.30 if we do have the games back. If we have the games back. <laughs> um, whether he's going to be on the broadcast. We can only pray. In fact, if you want to do something constructive right now between now and 2.30, all you people out there, all you doll fans, all you people who love the Mad Dog on those games, which everybody does, uh, I'd get on your knees right now and pray to the Lord. Pray to Jesus. Pray to Abraham Solomon. Pray to somebody. Pray to Moses. Holy Moses. That uh, Mad Dog's back on the games. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, you would. Hmm? Even though you won't be listening. We got 801 on the poll. 801 having lots of fun on our sex poll today. We'll get a thousand licked easy. Now, who wrote this? Oh, John Nichols in The Nation. He says the reviews are in. The Bush White House pronounces the president's pleased with the solicitor's response to the rabble. It is a discreet pleasure. While the president may be satisfied with Attorney General Gonzalez's testimony to the Senate Judiciary Committee, the response to just about everyone else, including some of the nation's most conservative Republicans, was anything but positive. There's a big but Rectum. in the middle of that. 
The online report on the testimony at the set of the National Review, America's leading conservative magazine, was headlined, Alberto Gonzalez Strikes Out. The report declared the Attorney General's testimony about his role in the U.S. Attorney scandal have been disastrous, just like everything else with the Bush administration, a disaster. He is the master of disaster. Judging by his testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee Thursday, there are three questions about the U.S. Attorney's mess that Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez wants answered. What did I know? When did I know it? And why did I fire those U.S. Attorneys? Observed writer uh, Byron York, no liberal he, as the day dragged on, it became clear, painfully clear to anyone who supports Gonzalez, that the Attorney General didn't know the answers. For the record, Gonzalez hit what many believe to have been a record for don't recalling by a cabinet member appearing before an oversight hearing. Sixty-four can't recall don't remembers. And that doesn't count the dozens of do not remember and can't quite recollect variations. But Gonzalez will be worrying less about National Review than about Republicans on the Judiciary Committee. Sure, Democrats were tough on Gonzalez, but many of the roughest critiques came from the Attorney General's partisan allies. The ranking Republican on the committee, Pennsylvania's Arlen Magic Bullet Specter, greeted Gonzalez Thursday by suggesting that the Attorney General's account of his limited involvement in the firing of U.S. attorneys who appear to have rejected White House political czar Karl Rove's demand that they politicize prosecutions was significantly, if not totally, at variance with the facts. In other words, liar, liar, your pantaloonies are on fire. After the hearing, Specter said, I think your credibility has been significantly impaired because of the panorama of responses you've made. In other words, you're a freaking liar, Alberto. Specter, a veteran prosecutor, said Gonzalez's testimony raised significant questions about his ability to manage the department has been severely undercut by the way he's handled these resignations. Oklahoma Senator Tom Coburn, a real Nazi, perhaps the most conservative member of the panel, was not left with any questions. The best way to put this behind us is your resignation, Coburn told Gonzalez. The Oklahoman rejected the Attorney General's suggestion that he was taking responsibility for the mess of Department of Justice's empty talk. There have to be consequences to accepting responsibility, the senator, senator lectured. Why the rabid response from senators who, by the old rules of George Bush's Washington, were supposed to be defending a Republican president's Attorney General? Gonzalez brought it upon himself, John Nichols says. Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, another veteran prosecutor, said he was taken aback. By Gonzalez claimed that he couldn't recall a November 2006 meeting in which he joined top Justice Department aides in a discussion of the firings of the U.S. attorneys to say he had no recollection whatsoever of that meeting. I have to think about that, said Sessions. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Amadroulin-Yehu Graham told Gonzalez during the hearing Thursday, Mr. Attorney General, most of this is a stretch. I think it's clear to me that some of these people just had personality conflicts with people in your office or at the White House, and you know we made up reasons to fire them. Graham didn't actually offer Gonzalez hemlock, but he did take the embattled attorney general through a painful thought process. Noting that Gonzalez said the decision to fire the U.S. attorneys came down just to these, these not being the right people at the right time, the senator looked the attorney general in the eyes and asked, if I applied that standard to you, what would you say? Call it the Gonzalez standard. Now that the Senate has heard from the attorney general, applying it has led to the bipartisan conclusion that Alberto Gonzalez is the wrong man at the wrong time. How do you like that? The wrong man at the wrong freaking time. Alberto V.O. 5 Gonzalez. And Republicans, of course, want him out of there real fast because they're taking the heat. They're feeling the heat, baby. Which ties right in with our poll. Anybody out there feeling the heat? No. Unlikely. Twelve minutes after 11. Boy, i got a splitting headache. You want to know what's the pressure of that big press conference coming up at 2.30 this sure. afternoon? Oh, God. You got 
Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino present two movies of percolating passion and caffeinated carnage. Coffee Grindhouse. First, Tammy is a one-legged barista with a bad attitude. Welcome to Starbucks. What do you want? And Bobby has a double-roasted dark side. I made this coffee grinder for your leg. <clears throat> Let's make a fresh pot. Together, they're an espresso machine of mayhem in Robert Rodriguez's Triple Latte of Terror. Next, Sonny liked his java as dark as his heart. Cup of coffee. Black. And Betty Sue was sweet as sugar and smooth as cream. You want some pie with that coffee, darling? But when Betty Sue met Sonny, it would be a night she'd regret in Quentin Tarantino's Death Brew. Slow down! Slow down! Sorry, baby. Guess I shouldn't drive when I've had too much caffeine. Death Brew and Triple Latte of Terror, only at the Coffee Grindhouse. 1117 at 560 WQM. Quite a day today, Monday, April 23rd, baby. This will be a day in infamy, especially across the street. We lost the dolphin, I think. I'm not really sure. Of course, if it isn't true, then what was he bitching about in Belly? You know, and in other words, why, why are they having me do this, you know? Why did Clarence come in there and try to make me into some kind of a clown? Do I look like a clown to you? Oh, it depends on how the light's hitting you. If I have one of them, uh, one of them Patch Adams noses like uh, Robin Williams... I guess I could be a clown. And you know what Gary Lewis says, don't you? Everybody loves a clown. That's what he says. Wasn't that Gary, Gary Lewis and the Jew Boys? I think so. Have you got that? Looking. Gary Lewis and the Playboys. And, of course, I know you've got Count Me In. I love that. That's a great song. Well, it's not a great song. I don't think he ever did any great song. He was okay. He was a little bit on the light side, so to speak, Gary Lewis. Son of Jerry Lewis, by the way. And he went to Vietnam and he came back. He didn't speak to anybody for about like 100 years. Well, I don't have his clown song, unfortunately. Now, was, well, what do you got? It was, he was traumatized. I'm not sure if it was from the Vietnam experience or the fact that Jerry Lewis was his father. What do you got? I got Kathy's Clown by the Everly Brothers. No, we don't want... What's that got to do with Jerry Lewis and the Jew Boys? Uh, I thought you wanted a clown song. And the Jew Boys. You're talking about Joe Bell? How Bobby Goldsboro. Funny little clown. Oh, Bobby Goldsboro. So depressing. Songs oh, that'll make you blow your mind. Not as depressing as Judy Collins and Send in the Clowns. How about Honey? Oh, is that is Honey by Bobby oh, Goldsboro? brutal. That is the most depressing. The only song I think that's more depressing is My Boyfriend's Back. No, not My Boyfriend's Back. What's the song by the, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, I don't know. Who wants to buy this diamond ring? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, by I do. The Who wants to buy this now, there's a word he says in this song that I have never applied. Clubfish? Is that what he says? I don't know. Look it up. Now listen, listen to the lyrics. This Viclutious Ring, what is it? It's probably too far in there. I guarantee you won't be hearing this kind of great music on the Ron Little Ancient Paul Show from 4 in the morning till midnight. That's enough. WQAN, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Remember that group, uh, Faith No More? Remember what? The group, Faith No More? No, I never heard of it. They left it on a Yovan. It should have been... Oh, yeah. Huh. Ah, ah. Yeah. Same jackass. Do you know how many years he's been doing that? Zeta, how many years is that? 20 freaking years. 20 years. Absolutely. And that's his claim to fame. The Yovan guy. Ah. Great. Excellent job, sir. You're an imbecile, man. You're what South Florida is all about. Make no mistake about it. That's why when I went out to pick up my Sunday sunset on yesterday on my... On my uh, stoop there, 
in the driveway, and my neighbor is waltzing his little dog. He, he, I, he's standing as far from me to this window in front of me here. You know, you could throw a rock through it. That's how close I am to him. And I says, good morning. And he like, he, it was like I didn't even exist. Not only that I had never spoken, I didn't exist. Now, let me ask you something. You've seen me, okay? Maybe not that recently, but you've seen me. Yeah. I'm not like some kind of will-o'-the-wisp. It's kind of hard to miss my fat ass, you know? Yep. With a gun or a car, it's hard to miss. That's it. correct. That is absolutely correct, sir. And he acted like, he didn't act like anything. He just ignored me, you know? And I, I know I said it loud enough. And it, you know how it is on a Sunday morning? It's real quiet. That's right. There's, right. there's no traffic. Seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, everybody's sleeping. Even the insects are sleeping. Even the grasshoppers aren't rubbing their hind legs together, or my neighbors. And this guy well, just ignored. Sunday morning. Yeah, there you go. Who the hell is that? Johnny Cash. Oh, Johnny Cash. Oh. What, what is your big fascination I, with Johnny I, Cash? I like him. I like his voice. I like his music. I like you what like he his voice. Yeah. That, that, qua that quavering voice. That's right. Oh. You just didn't like him because he was ugly. Well, that, that didn't help. Well, how many, sing been how many singers are how many singers aren't ugly? Okay, when you come right down to it, male or female, most singers are ugly. Right. Not Shania Twain. No. Not Shakira, right. for damn sure. No. But most singers are not Pat Boone back in the day. Uh, but most of them are ugly. There, so there what are a lot does of that have to do with it. How about Marty Robbins? Was he a good-looking guy? Was oh, he a hot uh, stuff? No, but I like no, that white sport coat like. and the pink carnation. Which that and that one day you actually found that. I can't believe it. I bet you still don't have it. A white sport coat and a pink carnation. Ah! Oh, how the hell did you do that? It's like magic. Wow! On QAM, no less. A white sport coat and a pink. And a pink. Carnation. He's all set for the ball. I love it. See, now, you probably don't. That's pretty slow and ponderous. You probably don't like it. I have no problem much. with Marty Robbins at all, any of his tunes. Yeah, I mean. and he's ugly. So, so this idea that I only like singers that are like hot guys, like... Uh, You'll make exceptions if they are. Like Luis Miguel right. or Enrique or You wouldn't like listen that. to two notes of his honey-coated voice if he was ugly. Honey? Did you say honey again? I Bobby did. Goldsboro. <laughs> oh. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. Good looking guy, Neil. Is he? I'll, let you know. I'll take your word for it. He's <laughs> man. Yeah, okay. What are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? Def freaking Leopard. I don't know. Well, so what do you know? You're laughing like you know something, Mr. Rex. You okay, can mention a Def Leopard. Give me a break. He might be hot as a pistola, baby. He might be as hot as uh, whatever that guy's name is. What's the guy's name? The uh... I don't know. No, you know the one I'm talking about. The, Siber the Serbian Stallion. He's pretty hot. And so is his 18-year-old uh, wife. What is this? Oh, not that. That leopard, yeah. Oh, Jesus. All of a sudden... All that food I ate. Uh, that's all I did all weekend was eat and uh, do whatever comes out of the other end. You know, in and out. A lot of people out there probably in and out over the weekend, but not the kind I'm talking about. 843 votes on the sex poll, speaking of that. More Def Leppard? Oh, I got a lot of Def Leppard. I may Leppard. have to go take another shower. I feel unclean with all this crap. I don't crap blame you. WQAM, hello. <phone rings> not there. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, what do you think about the... Uh, I don't. Whatever you're going to say, I can tell by the way you're saying it that obviously I don't. But what did I ever... Do uh -huh. yeah, you're an idiot. You're not another idiot. What did I ever do to you? See, they're, they're just like the Oven guy. They have one line. 
100 years, if I'm on the air in this market for 100 years, they'll be calling back in the 99th year saying the same stupid crap. And you know what? I really don't care. Come on, Norma, extend that deal another 50 years, okay? I'm ready for it. I can handle it. I can deal with it. I am the man. I am the man. I am the queen. I'm whatever you want, you know. And now that I got that great call from Jolly Joe Bell on Saturday, I mean, what what the hell more could you possibly want, you know? Peace on earth. Oh, 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 and a bottle of rum or what? He was doing like the old uh, Gorton Fisherman or whatever that thing is. Remember the Gorton Fisherman? Jolly Green Giant, I think is what. Or the, uh, both of them. Ever seen together? Same guy. WQAM, hello. Here I come to save the day. WQAM, hello. Peter North is all WQAM, hello. The Jolly Green Giant. Of the Jolly Green Giant. There is. Yes. George had a very controversial show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And hopefully you weren't on it. Although I would imagine probably a hundred times. A very controversial show with Reverend Jones and his other group of misfits. You got years of this to look forward to, okay, you idiots, you morons, you assholes, okay? And I have no problem. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just plodding right along. No more complaints from this kid, okay? Because the one thing I know about this company, they won't lift a finger. Well, they'll lift a finger, all right. George has seen which one it is too many a mm-hmm. time, haven't you? Oh yeah. Anytime George comes in the building, he always well. sees that finger. In fact, I think they brought it in from Al Goldstein's house right. in Pompano. I got two for them. They got that ceramic figure, just like in Clockwork Orange. They had that ceramic uh, rocking. Thing. I uh, met that thing and uh, got a picture taken with it last year. You met year. that rocking penis? Yes. I'll be damned. I'll send you the picture of it. I'm wow, proud. I'll pass. It makes the biggest star I've actually met in person. How often do you think about sex is our poll question today. Several times a day, 446. Non-stop, 238. Non-stop. Once or twice a day, 100. That's boring people. Once or twice a day. It must be either old or boring or can't get laid or... Seldom 51, and never, we got another one, 10 people never think about sex. Can just imagine what they look like. Oh, God. Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you, Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy. Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy. You lug your crap around night after night. Just so some drunken slob can butcher Piano Man. It's Your equipment is state-of-the-art. Your karaoke collection is the best. But you are 42 years old, and you still live with mother. Alex, bring me my tape. You fancy yourself as an entertainer, but does it really take any talent to introduce Sue and Josh singing Margaritaville? Where's the song? Where's the song now? Sure, your cushy gig means you meet a lot of chicks, but they all smell like hot wings and look like John Madden. So we salute you, Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy, your MySpace page, your 9-volt batteries, and your post-it notes. You are a real American a-hole. 11.32. So anyway, I got an uh, email from Johnny G. You know my good close personal buddy, Johnny G. Gee, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. So anyway, what happened was these uh, people that started this Neil God Fans phony page, so they sent friend requests to a whole bunch of regular people on there, which is why, you know, some of these regular people showed up on there. And uh, Johnny said, well, should I delete it? Because I thought you had something to do with it. I got nothing to do with it, okay? It's got nothing to do with me, with my life, with this show, with George, with Chris, with Josh, with Josh's girlfriend, with uh, your mama, anybody else. 
So I'm just, I'm just passing that information along, and if you want to confabulate on there, go ahead and have a good time. It's got nothing to do with me. That's all I'm saying, okay? Like, like kind of a disclaimer? All right. Don't forget, 2.30 this afternoon, where's the disclaimer? we got something big going on. Dolphins. Oh, no. 854 votes. Even Chris doesn't have to worry now. Now, did you uh, make a run? Is that what it was? Who? Did, did I? Chris. I did uh, earlier, and then jo- uh, George just did now. What? Well, I got back in time. What I made a run earlier. That place? And what now. is going on in well, that place? I think Joel Feinberg may have a point. I think QM is full of it. We Maybe it's all the excitement. That must be it, full of it. I think there's a couple letters missing on that word. It. Anyway, what, now what did you just say? Oh, the Maybe excitement of the, the excitement big Oscar coming up at 2.30 this afternoon, you know what I mean? All right. Shh. Keep it quiet. Mom's the word. Mom's is the word. A fight between the U.S. Congress and President George W. Bush over the Iraq War will uh, break out this week when Democrats are expected to send him $100 billion to pay for continuing combat while, uh, see, part of this is chopped off, withdrawing troops. Bush has promised to veto any bill setting dates for moving U.S. combat soldiers in this pathetic, this bloodbath now in its fifth year. When a Democratic-controlled panel of Senate and House Representatives members meets today to iron out differences between their respective bills, the product is expected to contain 2008 withdrawal dates. When in doubt, pull out. Many lawmakers have been speculating those dates might be non-binding as sketched out by a Senate-passed bill. The longer we continue down the President's path, the further we'll be from responsibly ending this war, said Senate Majority Leader, the extraordinarily wimpy and ineffectual Harry Reid, who on Thursday said the war in Iraq was lost, just like he is. He knows lost. He looks in the mirror and he says, oh, that's lost. The Nevada Democrat who called for a change of course in Iraq made his remarks during a week in which he and Bush traded barbs and his violence and killings in Iraq spiked again. Remember Spike Jones? How about Spike Lee? Ever see his movies? Yeah. Strictly for Goyim, baby. Strictly for Dark Goyim. My mother used to go watch Spike Lee movies. How'd she like them? I don't know. You want to? I'll call her and find out. 859 votes on the poll. How often do you think about sex? Non-stop. In fact, right now, I'd so much rather be, uh, you know, hopping on some real hot number. And in fact, maybe even the uh, Serbian uh, stud, stallion, whatever his name is. And just rolling around on the floor out there in, in the living room. That's why they call it the living room. Time for some good living, baby. Just rolling around there, screaming and yelling and making all kinds of noise and stuff like that, you know. Boys will be boys. Something to think about. Something to fantasize about. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. You bought a display of power, Oh, wait, let me uh, ask you this. What uh, what day is the Kentucky Derby? Must be a week from this Saturday, right? A brazen display of uh, something? Or have you forgotten about that? I forgot all about it. First Saturday in May, baby. Now, this Saturday is going to be the 28th, so I would assume it's like May 5 or whatever the hell the it number is. May Look be. at the calendar there. Huh? It may be. He's got to flip it. Yeah, flip it a little bit, and the calendar, too. Yeah. Yeah. May, May 5. May 5, right. May 5. I wouldn't believe that's the run for the roses. I could be wrong, so you'll be confabulating with Dave Johnson. Tell him that Mo do, 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 sends do. his regards, too, by the way. You don't want to forget that. WQAM, Hello. Yeah, I'm not quite familiar. No, yeah, right. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I, I like curling in the uh, derby. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Hey, George, calm mm-hmm. down back there in the back. It's rather George, calm down. Day. George, I'll be in the studio. Yeah, Howard. It's your buddy. I know. WQAM, hello. It's good to have you back from Amsterdam. Yeah, okay. Boring. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Is it true the Dolphins want Joel Feinberg to go fill in all the glory holes in the Dolphins' locker room now? WQAM, hello. We got the Dolphins. We did it. Yay. (laughs) Oh, man. And you wonder why I come down there like on a Friday and get out of there on a Sunday night? Man, oh, man. I if if you could see how fast I move when I'm going through that uh, into the uh, jetway into the plane, the one that's coming out of there, like last night, I'm zooming down that jetway, baby. Get me out of this plane and get me out of here, please, 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 cracker, please. WQAM, hello. Uh, is anybody there been watching uh, Planet Earth on Discovery Channel? No. Oh, you know, come on, you get that beautiful television in high def and you're not watching some of the most amazing film ever? No, never heard of it. Oh, it's a great if you, stuff, have, uh, if you would have sent us a fax or called sooner, I would have seen the whole thing. I don't even know what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. It's on for uh, seven more weekends, 8 o'clock Sunday nights, Discovery Channel. Well, I was on a plane coming back up here last night. How the hell could I watch the Discovery Channel? Okay, no, it's, they don't, it's they don't have live TV on. What? It's been on for five weeks. Yeah, so I missed all the good stuff. Yeah, well, tonight, 9 o'clock, Heroes. Mm. WQAM, hello. I will be available for... WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, this color sucks. Yeah. And you suck. And what do you got? What do you got, mister? Hey. <laughs> Come on, let's let's hear it. What do you got? Say something. What do you got? <clears throat> yeah, that's what you got, exactly. Oh, we Lots all got of one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that was a poisonberry. That wasn't just any old raspberry. That was a poisonberry. You could smell it. These callers suck. What do you got to say, mister? Nothing. And you want to know why? Because you're another mindless lunatic from South Florida. Like that. You're a simpleton, baby. That's the bread and butter and the meat and potatoes of South Florida. Make no mistake about it. I think what I'm going to start doing is taking a thousand calls every day. How do you like that? All just like that. Every one of them ending with a... Some kind of a berry, a raspberry, a poison berry, a blueberry, a strawberry, right? Right. 864 votes, by the way. I think we're going to be like 900-ish by the top of the hour by noon, and we still got two hours to go, damn it. Couldn't we start that big announcement like at 1230 instead of 2.30? Doesn't that sound like a winner? Oh, right. Yeah. Let's have a big, a big press conference about it at 2.30. It's a big secret. Barry Jackass only wrote about it like two days ago. Maybe I ought to read Barry's column again and read some of those nifty quotes from Joel. I'm a sore loser, Feinberg. I'm a jackass. Yes, you are, Joel. You're a simpleton. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. Although I will say he's got Stu Gotts as his general manager. You know, that would be like, that would be like if we made Lenny Martez the general manager. Although in our case, it could only be a step up. No Saturday night for me. Yoga? Oh, yeah. Do you see those Letterman in the top ten bush picks? Those are cute. Those are great. No, I didn't, I didn't. I'm sure well, I will. Stop right now, just in case you want to turn on CNN. Right, let me do and that. Turn off those hoochie coochie channels that you sit yeah. there watching every day on the show. You're not fooling me. It's hoochie coochie, baby. That's right. Without charro. 
So I watched the basketball game last night between a little bit of Rutgers and Tennessee, the women's uh, final. Uh, some rough girls from Rutgers, man. They got tattoos and nothing nappy-headed hoes there. I'm going to take that down. I'm sorry I did that. I did a bad thing. But I'm a good person. <laughs> so did you come to sign your resignation? No, I'm not signing anything. Quack, quack. Wow. Hey, we ought to play that till uh, 2.30. Fun director Steven Spielberg and the scientists who claim chickens evolved from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Nobody move. You know something? That's interesting, but there, there, are, there are things that are missing on this list here on his disc. Huh. Did you get the same disc that I did? From uh, ACN? Yeah, 343. No, I don't think I get them anymore. Well, good. Uh, you should count your uh, lucky stars because there's thing, things that sound really interesting. But there's one that's called Bill, o Bill O'Reilly and Geraldo Rivera Go Nuts. Yeah, that's, that's an actual, um, that's not a bit. That's a clip from something that happened on. I, I understand there. that, but I'm just saying it's not on there. Oh, I, I can download it. You got, you, from you their got site. it? I have the ability. Well, don't do it right now in the middle of the show. That would be bad. Kill some good time, but that would be really bad. Okay, let's take a look. 876 on the pool. Like I said, going to be around 900 by noontime, and then we still got two more hours. 1,000 is a given today, even though we had like kind of a late start on this thing. And you want to know why we had a late start on this thing? Because I should have said to you, hey, put a poll on there for Monday, Jorge. I should have said that, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, whatever. And you're not going to go ahead and do that on your own because no you figure, way. Well, maybe I'm going to put one on there. That's right. That's Plus, it's probably a little bit too work. much like work. Like right. Saturday, I sent uh, Josh one story for Sunday morning. Nice. He, he got it on there. <laughs> one story. And it wasn't. Even, it wasn't even a good one. Here's what it was: wife who shot preacher guilty of manslaughter had 53 reads. I mean, that's called screwing off, bad baby. And of course, at least I sent one though. Like the week before, you didn't send any one day, right? Right. So we're just what? we're screwing off on a weekend. Okay, it's just the way it is. We're overworked and underpaid and stuff like that, right? Some of us overworked, underpaid. I mean, four hours of this every day for like the next, what, 15, 20 years? Is that what Joe said? Mm -hmm. We just want to hang on to you, man. We want to milk the old cash cow. Yeah, the cow is the right word. Milk the old cow. 884 votes on the poll. How often do you think about sex? S-E-X. Sex. Doing it. Being there. Thinking about it. Uh, squeezing it. Several times a day, 407. Of course, it can be a variety of things. You know, I say squeezing. Right. Squeezing with good reason and kind of like, please. So you want to hear this thing? Sure, go ahead. He doesn't have a right to be commit a felony. He, he doesn't, doesn't have a right to be in this country. What? But that has nothing to do with the yes, fact that he was a drunk. He should have been he deported. Was a drunk. What a, he, he should have been deported. And this mayor and the police chief didn't deport him. Listen, do you know how many people we have in jail? How many of them are illegal aliens? Illegal aliens commit crimes at a lower rate than citizens do. This guy shouldn't have been here. Your jets that has nothing to do with illegal aliens. It has to do with drunk driving. It don't, doesn't. Don't obscure he a tragedy. To make a cheap political if point. I'm the father. It's a cheap political no, point. And you know this it. is justice. This has nothing to do you with that poor old mayor. You it has want nothing to do no. with that mayor. You want anarchy. No. What you I want, want open border anarchy. What, I, what want. I want is fairness. We have lured fairness these people. Fault. We have lured these this people. Is the we law. have lured these people oh, to this yeah. country with a promise of jobs. In a country where there is basically full domestic employment. Right. We have for 
decades lured them here. Ditch and now family. we're starting a mob scene. Ditch you're going to have you're gonna, you're, Lord, you no want one. your viewers to go knocking on people's door, door, oh, door. Are you an illegal? I want to take you outside and do I want the here. law enforced. History has seen what happens with <laughs> I want the law enforced. And then you, you don't. They, uh, Bill, He's going to take them outside and do something. I can only imagine. Who do you cheer for in this battle? want reasoned immigration reform. I cheer for them. Please, please, there you go. back to the poll. 890 vote. Where did I stop? How often do you think about sex? Several times a day, 473. Non-stop, 244. Once or twice a day, 106. Very boring. God, I wouldn't even want to know those people, would you? I, I, I don't think I do. Once or twice a day? I think they lie. Yeah. Seldom, 54. And never... 13, an unlucky number if you're around them. Although, nevertheless. 5670560, oh, pound 560, and the Verizon Singular wireless line. Notice I'm putting in some nifty calls here today. I don't think we've really had any yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out there with my tentacles. Ex-staffers to former Vice President Al Gore recently held an informal reunion Friday. Capitol Hill newspaper reports, amid the catching up and reminiscing, the dozen Gore alums lunching down at a downtown eatery, uh, Acadiana, decided to have a little fun with numbers, Emily Heil writes for Roll Calls Heard on the Hill. Seven said they thought Gore would not leap into the 2008 presidential race, while five speculated that he would. One of the lunchers spilled to HOH. What's HOH? Oh, Heard on the Hill. Heard on oh, the Hill okay. and having a thrill and make you want to keel. Hi, lads. Clearly, Gore is keeping the decision close to his eco-friendly vest. Attendees included Chris Ulrich with the Japanese Embassy, Matt Bennett with the Third Way, Thurgood Marshall Jr. of Bingham McCutcheon LLP, Jeff Nussbaum with West Wing Writers, sounds awfully Jewish to me, freelance speechwriter Eric Schnoor. I wonder if he's a Schnoor. Schnoor the Schnoor. David Thomas of Melman Vogel Castagnetti and Joel Velasco of Stonebridge International. All of these are hot shots. Why did I even waste my time reading these names? You want to know why? Why? Kills time? Kills some time. Results aside, Heard on the Hill couldn't help but think that the only group of true blue, uh, blue political geeks would think to entertain themselves with straw polling. And did no one demand a recount? The roll call article continues. Over the weekend, a British newspaper claimed that friends of Al Gore have secretly started assembling a campaign team in preparation for the former American vice president to make a fresh bid for the White House. Oh, my God. I was asked whether I'd be available toward the end of the year if I'm needed. One strategist told the Telegraph, they know he's not ruled out running, and if he decides to jump in, he'll have to move very fast. He hasn't asked them to do this, but he has also not told them not to. But you know what? I haven't told them not to either. I might be running. Just like I was running on the jetway for that plane for Air Canada Flight 901. Get me out of here. Get me on the plane. Get me out of here quick. <coughs> Take off fast. I'll tell you what I love. Is uh, a certain huh? I, lo I love when everybody is boarded. The plane was full. Every seat was taken. And when everybody is on board, and when the, they take off like 10, 15 minutes early, because, I mean, what's the point of sitting around, you know? There ain't nobody else coming. They got all the luggage and the bombs on there and stuff. Why the hell not take off? I love that. However, a spokesperson for Gore denied the report to TPM Cafe's Greg Sargent, stating, there is not a secret campaign operation in Nashville or any other part of the country to mobilize a campaign, other than that which the former vice president stated, to mobilize the American people to arrest the climate crisis. Another former advisor told Sargent that the Telegraph's report was pure fantasy. Fantasy, baby, like a lot of you people are, are participating in right now. All you people thinking about sex, fantasy. Although there's nothing wrong with that. How's the uh, Serbian uh, stallion? Uh, 
At some point, it's not going to make me laugh when you say that. I just don't know when that'll be. Is that, is that his name? The Serbian? Yeah, Serbian Stan. I actually wrote it down because I didn't want to forget. I couldn't forget anybody who looked like that. <sighs> in the last few days, both former President Bill Clinton and political strategist James Carville speculated that Gore would end up entering the crowded field. On Thursday, Clinton told Larry King, you've got the prospect that Vice President Gore might run, and Boston Herald columnist Howie Carr refers to a speech Carville gave at Tulane in New Orleans earlier this week. Al Gore will run, he said, citing George Will's observation that running for president is like sex. You don't do it once and forget about it. Isn't that clever? You don't do it once and then forget about it. Well, I can just imagine some people having sex with certain other people doing it once and thinking, oh, I don't think so, never again. Not a good idea. Not, you know, you know what I mean? What do you mean? I'm just saying that there are certain people, I like the Beast, for example. Well, that's a bad example. Like Josh Friedman. If something alive had sex with Josh Friedman, I think it would only be a one-time deal, you know? And then they'd probably give it up. Oh, I don't know. There's all types out there. Chubby chasers? Smelly chubby chasers? Uh, there has to be. We ought to do a poll on that. Which chair smelled worse? The one oh, that Mandy soiled or, or the one that Josh Friedman um, schmutzed up? Don't make that me choose. Huh? Don't make me choose. Yeah, the, the interesting part of it is George was within uh, sniffing distance of both of them. Mm. And you wonder why I'm so surly? Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's hear about it. Let's hear about Alec Baldwin and that uh, horrible tape to his 11-year-old daughter. See, maybe you can explain this to me, uh, aside from the inanity of it, and it has to be on all of those uh, fluff shows, you know, mm-hmm. and on CNN and MSNBC. they got a lot of time to fill. Right. But why is that anybody's business? It's not. Who cares about Alec Baldwin and his bitchy little daughter? I mean, maybe, maybe she is a pig or whatever you call her. Maybe she's a nasty, snotty bitch. Maybe. Isn't it possible that 11- and 12-year-old girls could be nasty, snotty bitches? I mean, I don't know. but More I, than I mean, possible. I've known several. There you go. There you go. It's possible. Take it from George Rodriguez, who's known almost every female ever born on the planet. He says there's 11- and 12-year-old girls who are snotty little, nasty, whatever else he called her, bitches. So quit picking on Alec Baldwin, okay? I think, I think it's a North Korean propaganda piece myself. That's probably where they got the tape from Kim Jong-il and Matt Damon. 902. What did I tell you, Chris? We'd have over 900 by the top of the hour. Oh. And, and we got the big 2.30 press conference coming up this afternoon on WQAM. It's going to be a mad dog, and the humper's going to be there eating 14 bologna sandwiches. Now, maybe you could take him aside. No. And maybe, maybe you know, in your spare time, you listen. Like, listen, listen to me. Right. Can I at yeah. least finish? All right, if you must. As an act of friendship to my gigantic fat friend, maybe you could go shopping for him once a week and bring him, bring him a few bags right. of groceries. No but one wa- wants help. No one wants anybody sticking their nose into their business. Yeah. I, I, was, and I, was, I wouldn't. I was busy working popsicles all weekend. Really? Well, yeah, they have these new, they're called Lifesaver Sugar-Free Popsicle, and they're addictive. Oh, I thought that was code for something else. I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't speak in code, okay? If I was doing what you think... Oh, you're on the radio. I'd come right out, and I would, like, spit it out. Yeah. yeah. That's not what I heard. Yeah. Well, you got bad information. Big press conference at 2.30. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. All right. I'm crazy now. Yes. I want some wins. You ain't seen no man quite like Brady Quinn. He's a football player, dude. A solid wall of meat. 
the kind of guy that I want to do. That's good enough to eat. Absolutely. I wonder if he'll go on a date, but there's no chance at all. So does that make me a sports queer if I want to see him grab the ball? Absolutely. Oh, baby, wow. Look at that kid. You ain't seen no man quite like Brady Quinn. that there are gigantic, gigantic oxygen tanks on the way to the big 106 studios to uh, revive, to resuscitate Ron and Ancient Paul. Okay. After their 15-hour marathon. Every day they're going to do that. Excellent programming. Brilliant. Neil Rogers' show starts at 5 a.m. starting tomorrow. We go till midnight. <laughs> crazy. Just crazy people. But that's this business. You know what I tell you? The business is finished. Mm-hmm. Hey, Norma, re-up for another 20 years. Okay, we'll take the money. Now, who, who's going to empty my bag for me every day? Who's going to push me around in my chair? I, I guess that would be your prime beneficiary. Cordis. <laughs> oh, he just came in and said, thank you, by the way. <laughs> oh, he got it? Yes, yes, he did. He said, thank you Atta very boy, much. boy, Josh. He's okay in my book. In fact, I sent him, like, a, I don't know, funny email. Not really all that funny. I just said sweetheart or something like that. I knew he, he, would, he would cringe, you know. I like doing mm-hmm. that. You no. call him toots? No, I did not say toots. Call okay. him uh, sugar britches? Sugar britches was good. I, I love I'll use that next time. Honey bun. Yeah, I love monkey. Sugar pie honey bun. Like that. Now, see, even you know that I don't have even the slightest. I mean, he's a nice guy, and he's not a bad-looking guy. Well, he's, he's, you know, he is what he is. He's a good guy. So he said, thank you. See, at least he's got a little bit of class, Josh. He's got some class. He yes, said he does. the decency to come in and say, thank you so very much for helping me and my and, poor little dog. Yes, and what And else? if you've seen his girlfriend, you'd know he's got some ass. Class and ass. Now we're talking. That's right. This is the station that put the ass in class. We put the ASS in CLA, whatever it is. 919 on the pool. You know damn well. You know pretty damn well we're going to have 1,000 by uh, 1 o'clock. And then George can do 1 to 2. Don't do that. Don't do what? George can play some of that crappy music he always plays. We've got 15 people who say they never think about sex. Those are not people I want to be around. I don't they might not have uh, things. You know. they, they might not have things. They, they might have been torn off in a farming accident or something. Oh, that reminds me. I played that Brady Quinn thing I was going to mention about the NFL Combine since we're so dolphin-intensive today. Big press conference at 2.30. But um, at the NFL Combine, is that what it's called, Chris? Yes. Now, now, what do they do? They measure like they have calipers, and they measure like um, body fat. They basically the, run them through everything that they can do, uh, measure but body don't they fat, have, like, height, calipers? weight. I guess. I don't know. I've never been there. They have you know the displacement tank. Are? They're, like, they're like those big pinchers, you know? Yeah. Pinchers. Like a Doberman, like a miniature pincher and a Doberman pincher. i got to get a few dogs, you know? In fact, just, just to show you what a hard ass I am, because there's no dogs allowed in my building, I'm going to go get uh, pick up all the strays on the street, and I'm going to bring them in here. What about the dogs? Forget about them. I'm not into that. 
Wonder what ever happened to that. Do we still have that thing on that you on our page? That well, I, I don't know. I was telling somebody about that over the weekend. They couldn't believe it. So I said, "Go he check was doing it out." He his own thing with his. Paw. Yeah. He said, "This, this, these are the paws that refresh, or something <laughs> like that." Wow, I, I couldn't believe it myself. Well, it goes to show you, dogs are a lot smarter than we thought they were. That's right. Even if you don't have too. thumbs. A lot hornier too. That's right. Even if you don't have, uh, you know, some people are all thumbs. He's no thumbs, and he still was able to get the job done from the appearance of it. I don't want to look at it again though. 919 votes on the poll. All you sex-crazed maniacs out there. How, how's the guy with the eyes doing? Who do you think he's doing? Oh, you, you listen, why do you want to conjure these kinds right, of images? Right in the middle of lunch hour. First with the Josh Friedman thing, and now you're doing this. You're a yeah. sick bastard. Yes, I am. I'm a sick bastard, and I admit it. And that's why people listen to this show, because I'm a sick bastard. I admit it. I talk about it. And I'm proud of it. Be a pervert and be proud, okay? That's what I say. All this crap about, oh, you're a pervert. Yeah, so what's the point? Your mama. Your mama sews socks in hell. How do you like that? You're a pervert. Yes, and I'm proud of it. And I'm working at it very diligently, very hard. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I think about sex, but only from 10 to 2. Giggity, giggity, you. Hmm. And, of course, every day we've got to get one of these. This is the Miami Dolphins Football Network. I'm Joe Zagacki. <laughs> now we're talking. There's the answer. Joe Zagacki sucks, okay? That could be the answer. I mean, uh, Jimmy Syphilis. What did, uh, what did uh, pissed off Joel Feinberg say? We, you know, we got the thing with the pissed off caveman, which we're getting really tired of. Maybe we can replace him with uh, pissed off Joel Feinberg from across the street at the ticket. Where they're like having a nervous breakdown because the dolphin said, uh-uh, I, I guess, according to what he said. Did I, did I Schmidt Canterbury jackass column? Probably because I didn't want to take a chance of reading it again and letting the cat out of the bag because it's such a big, it's a big secret. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. You got it? D no. Well, why the hell not? I would think I don't be something. Want to have it? I don't right care about it. I'm not interested. Oh, I do have a story. Remember, we were doing the thing last week, or was it the week before, about the foods? You know, about the foods that are bad for you. Mm -hmm. Veal. Oh, and I don't know where the rest of the story is. Oh, here it is. And you know what this is about? Your least favorite group. One of your least favorite groups in the entire uh, universe. Peter. You know who they are? Peter. Peter. Yeah. Veal to love without the guilt. This was an article in the New York Times. It's got a beautiful picture. I don't know what kind of what that is, a veal chop with spinach, which you hate. Don't you hate spinach? Yeah. And by the way, I ordered a veal chop once, and they gave it to me with a big pile of spinach on it. They all cooked mm. together. The veal tasted like spinach. It was nasty. Mmm. The most successful animal rights boycott in the U.S. started more than 20 years ago and had nothing to do with foie gras. Foie gras. How do you say that? That's foie gras. That's right. Huh? Foie gras. Foie gras? Oui. Well, up yours. When photographs of formula-fed veal calves tethered in crates where they couldn't turn around appeared across the country, sales of veal plummeted. I remember, too bad we don't have the veal lady anymore. Remember her? Yes. The veal lady. She used to call and just rip me and ask, Yeah, yeah. That baby cow. I love my veal, baby. I love my veal marsala. I love veal parmesan. Veal uh, amatriciana. Veal americana. Veal uh, italiana. Veal uh, uh, de canada. Whatever. They have never recovered veal sales. In the 50s and 60s, Americans ate four pounds of veal a year on average. Today, per capita consumption, is about only a half a pound a year. Oh, let's hear it for those living baby cows. It wasn't until a few years ago that some farmers finally got the message and changed the way their calves were raised. Some returned to the old-fashioned method of putting them out to pasture with their mothers, with your mama, and then we'll chop you up and have you for dinner. Go spend some time with your mama, and then we're going to carve your ass. 
John Holloway of Misty Morning Farm in Cherry Tree, Pennsylvania, was one of them. Unfortunately, I was a sinner, he said. I did raise factory veal, all the chemicals, antibiotics, steroids I used. We wouldn't let our friends eat what we used to raise. For our own, we, for our own use, we were raising humane veal. Now all of his veal is pastured and organic. Well, thank God for that. Others got rid of the crates but kept their calves in barn pens, letting them mingle with other calves and giving them room to walk and turn around. Their calves are young and single, and they love to... Mingle? They love their bingle. Oh, not another pull here. Oh, I do like that. Oh, well, what does this provide oral gratification to their lover? Give me a break. Oh, brother, that sounds very, very sexual to me. Getting back to the calves. I mean, it's a pull somebody had. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Calves raised this way are still separated from their mothers, and most still get a milk replacement formula, not mother's milk, but some also get grain along with the milk replacement. Those changes on the farm have led to corollary changes in the kitchen, a culinary serendipity that's just being... Remember the Serendipity Singers? What was their song? Don't Let the Rain Come Down? I'll find out. The Serendipity Singers. What you used to do is put on a little dippity-doo and listen to the Serendipity Singers. Serendipity-doo? No, the Serendipity-doo. That's correct. You got it? I got it. What is it? Don't let the rain come down. Is that the song? Don't let the rain come down. All right. Oh, no, don't let the rain come down. God, am I smart. Oh, no, don't let the rain come down. Of course, if I knew anything worthwhile, then I'd really be smart. Another year? Okay. What year? What year? Come on. You queer? Oh, 67. Oh, way off. It's 64. 64? Yeah. Where was I working in 1964? What? I was working being born in Cuba. 64, I was at WBTA in Batavia, New York. That was my first full-time radio job. Aren't you excited about that? No. I was working like from 6 till midnight. WBTA, Batavia. And I did a show from the racetrack. Stan Barron used to do the show, 15-minute show from Batavia Downs. And then uh, when he'd go on vacation, I would go over there and do the show. And now here's Max Robinson with a call tonight's featured race. Boy, he had a big, ballsy voice, Max Robinson. Veal from calves fed sufficient grass or grain as well as me, me, uh, milk has real character and flavor. Oh, I love my veal, man. Rhymes with Neil. Veal, God. For anyone who knows only the bland old-fashioned veal, it is as if brand new ingredients have been discovered. Tasting the new veal is not unlike biting into your first heirloom tomato from the garden after a lifetime of eating supermarket tomatoes bred for durability. You know those green gas tomatoes they give you the gas? Even Stanley Lobel of the fine meat purveyor Lobels of New York, where veal from crated formula-fed calves was once valued beyond all this because of it, cut it with a fork tenderness, says the new veal is better. It's better, and it's like butter. Veal becomes more flavorful if it's allowed to walk around, he said. Well, how do you like that? I wonder if uh, Jeffrey Dahmer knew that. If you, let your, if you let the victims walk around a little bit, then they become more tender and juicy. Mmm, like that, yeah? Jeffrey Dahmer, they killed his ass in the pen. Wasn't that a shame? Not. Just like poor Father Gagan. Won't oh, see yeah. him no more. I <laughs> took the words right yeah, out of Yeah, I think all these child molesting priests, man, every one of them ought to get gagan, gagunned. But then again, what do I know? 937 votes on our world-famous poll. we got a big announcement coming up at uh, 2.30. I better reprint that very jackass article. And you know where I can find it? Right on neilrogers.com. How do you like that? Yeah, I do like it. You know why I like printing off stories off of that uh, site? Off of our site? Because the... Print is big because the print is big. They print right out every mm -hmm. time. There's not you don't have to like uh, highlight certain stuff. It, it, it's a machaya, baby. Even in China, they know what that means. It's a machaya. Even the goyim know what that means in New York. See, that's one thing. There's three million Jews in New York, so they kind of like rub off on everybody else. So even the goyim speak a lot of Yiddish. They have to to survive. 
which I think can only be a good thing. Right. Can it? Yiddish is great. Baruch HaTad. No, that's not Yiddish. That's, that's Hebrew, Hebrew baby. baby. Let's get back to my bar mitzvah mafter. I'm going to recite it on the air the middle of the week. My cab guy, my lesbianese cab guy, he's telling me about his son's con. What, what do they call it? The, the, the confirmation, or is that the girls? The Catholics. Uh, both, I think. Yeah, it's both. Confirmation for guys and girls. Oh, yeah. He says, well, because I was telling him, I was thinking about going to Niagara um, to Fallsview in a couple of weeks. I told him this last week. And he said, well, uh, and uh, don't pick, uh, I forget what the date was, because my son's confirmation that we've got to be in church all day that day. And I said, Oi! I'll tell you one thing. If he knew I was Jewish, he'd be taking me for a nice ride. My lesbian is Catholic. He's Catholic. Yeah, free ride? Yeah. Probably into Lake Ontario. I could swim right across to Strong Memorial Hospital. They could bury my ass where... Wouldn't that be something to be to die in the same hospital you were born in? That would be something. Wow. That would be really phenomenal. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to arrange to die at Strong Memorial Hospital in Rottenchester, the same place where I was born November 4th, not 5th. What is it? 1942. Now, what do you think that would mean? Nothing? Nothing. That's correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Yank it, baby. 836 on 66 WF in New York. I'm Don Imus. Hang on. What's this? A pink slip? I was talking on my morning show. Said something about some nappy-headed hoes. Bunch of people got really pissed. Said that Don Imus is a racist. Well, I'm the I-Man. That's what I am. Not in the Ku Klux Klan. I'm the I-Man. That's right. That's me. And tell ya, I got canned. Bunch of dopey weasels. I told the world, I apologize. But that wasn't enough for that Reverend Sharpton guy. Thanks a lot, you spineless jerks. Now the I-Man is out of work. I'm the I-Man. Fired from WFAN. I just got canned. So I guess it's back to the ranch. You can't be serious. Wait a minute, serious? That gives me an idea. Hello, Mel Carmison? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get him mumbling in stereo, baby. That should be really uh, tremendous. Isn't it? <laughs> 1221 at 560. I may be old and craggy, but at least I can still articulate. You know what I'm saying? I what? can still eraculate and articulate. What word did you say? You heard it. So here's a P. Now, this is the same MD. Remember last week we had one. It was uh, some doctor who had sent something to the University Dodge, and then they forwarded it to me. They faxed it. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Doesn't this look to you like the same thing, like it was sent from him to somebody else, and then they uh, passed it by Bupus and by uh, Lupus and whatever? Yes. Secondhand. It's signed P. You know, why, why don't you put a name on it for crying out loud? Huh? Put a name on your faxes. Even just a made-up one, you idiots. It says, hey, Neil and George. On the Dolphin Switching Station, I want you to know this morning, Joe Rose already announced that 790 has the fins no mo. No mo. Now, do I have that thing cleaned up in here? Did I clean that? Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. I want to give you an update of what took place just now off the air, because I think it's important you hear this. Yeah. Howard just called the radio station, Howard David, mm -hmm. who I get along with great. Sure. I thought. He called me and cool. saying I was trying to stir it up. 
My point back to Howard is don't listen. Listen to 101.5. Let me see, what age group? 101.5 for Howard, maybe 102.7. Some easily listening love music so you could focus on your wife and your family and the grandkids instead of listening and always calling the radio station. He's becoming Howard the caller, like Howard from Boca. I have no Howard life. from Boca. It's like, you know, it's okay. I have no life. So anyway, he's, he's listening. So I just wanted to get the message out. And don't call my show, too, just for a record. Don't call off the air because I don't want to talk to you. And uh, I don't want to hear you on the private line. Congratulations. You know the private line number. That's great. But don't call because you're not coming on this show. <laughs> you've, got, you've got your three hours, five to eight, Monday through Friday. You can talk all you want, but you're not coming on this show. And we'll leave it at that. All right? I got nothing against you. You seem like a decent person. <laughs> and I know you've been getting a, taking a big hit on the radio station from sure. everybody else. Sure. But it's over. Me and you, done. 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 By done. Okay. Anyway, getting back to P and his effects. On the Dolphin switching stations, I just wanted you to know this morning, Joe Rose already announced that 790 has the fins no mo. Every time he said 790, the ticket home of the... No sound for a minute. It was pretty funny. Oh, I see. Home of the, where they used to say home of the dolphins. Home of the... Homo. Homo of the... Nothing. Also, Rose said, uh, Rose can't stand Feinberg. And think I, it says here, I think he'll be back on QM where he belongs by September, says this thing. For Feinberg to say Rose won't consider going to QM is laughable. Hell, he probably would come back for less. Well, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a feather in our cap, huh? We get the Dolphins and Joe Rose, wouldn't that be something? Again, this is just people thinking out loud. I do want you to understand that, not that we have any... Out loud. loud. That's the way to think, baby. Always think out loud. Nothing wrong with that. And people can say, boy, that's... What you be thinking there, man? Because you're uh, thinking out loud. (laughs) Oh, what a station that was. Whammy. Wow, those were the days, man. In fact, you can see some of those clips on that. You uh, stuff on our uh, pager. What the hell? Oh, I knocked it down. I hate when I do that. It's always an act of excitement. Uh, I know. Hit down. Whammy. Got it, son. Knock it down to the audition line. Do you ever do that? All the time. And then P goes on to say, on Alec Baldwin's message to his daughter, it doesn't take a genius to see he's an egomaniac. The message is all about him and his feelings and is despicable. P says, I have a 12-year-old daughter, but the fact that Basinger released the recording shows all she cares about is ruining Baldwin's reputation, and in essence is all about her and revenge. Both these parents are pieces of Schmidt, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and of course the kid is stuck in the middle. Right. I know about this because my divorce was ugly, it says. Luckily, my kid was only two at the time. She didn't have much of a clue as to what was being said. George did a great job when you were gone, but good to have you back. I was only gone for one day. I mean, I was gone before. Well, it was a great day. I, didn't I tell you that at the beginning of the show today? George did a phenomenal job on Friday, man. Right. We taught the audience how to hit on deaf checks. And he was talking, which is the only way to do it. Let me see if I can knock that down. Yeah, I did it again. 9.58 on the uh, sex poll today. I mean, that's easy picking. See, that's why I did it, because I knew the poll would have a late start, because I was screwing off all weekend. And not paying too much uh, responsibility to my uh, duties, whatever the hell that means. Paying too much attention to my whatever I was going to say. How often do you think about sex? That's our poll question today. In other words, are you alive? Are you living and breathing? Does that thing work? That's the question. If I can translate it for you. Are you alive? I was thinking about that movie the other day. Do you ever see it? It's alive. Sure, I saw it. A couple, three times. Although, you know something? I think I'm confused because it was really in Frankenstein 
Was what it? they said yeah. it. It's a lie. Who said that? Frankenstein, doctor, the doctor, not the monster. Remember, the monster's not. No, but named. who is? What, what was the character that uh, that Bela Lugosi played? Igor. Igor, the hunchback. Well, that, right. That's right. That's right. Henry Frankenstein. Wasn't that his Heinrich. name? Heinrich. No, Henry Frankenstein. Victor. Victor. Victor von. Victor Frankenstein. Whatever his name Victor was. Victor von Frankenstein. It's a lie. <laughs> I, I keep thinking that was uh, from that movie. No. Although that was the name of the movie. It's yes. Alive, with, that, with that guy that's in all the cheesy Michael movies. Michael Moriarty. Like in, right. Was, was he in Stepdad Parts 1 through 100, something like that? No, that was a different guy. Are you sure? Yes. Get out of here. See ya. 961 votes on the poll. Chris knows that by 1 o'clock we're going to have 1,000, and then Joel Feinberg will really be having a nervous breakdown. The biggest names. He'll be rejoicing all over the place. And then he'll be rejoicing. Oh, we'll be rejoicing. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Oi! Right up me nose. The ashes of my dear old dad. Right up me nose. It was the greatest high me ever had. It made me sneeze. Not to mention a terrible nosebleed. Finally, we're close. Dad's right up me nose. It's just a host. Baby, right up me nose, my dead dad who just passed away. Right up me nose is how I celebrate Father's Day. It made me sneeze, yes it did. Not to mention a terrible nosebleed finally. We're close for once, Dad's right up my nose. Anyone have a tissue for God's sake? There he is, my dear old Dad. Right here in my hanky. Twelve thirty-two at five sixty WQM. Happy Monday to you. Big announcement coming at two thirty this afternoon. It's a real surprise, isn't it? Huh? No. Like a major shock to everybody's like <laughs> nervous system. Huh? No. 972 on the floor, by the way, 972. There's the battling brook. I wonder if she's still got that waxy build-up down under. She was disgusting. She she was a, a Randy wannabe, you know? Right. And when, and when you come right down to it, who would, who would want to be a Randy wannabe? Right? Her? I, I guess. No, no. Whatever happened to her? Is she is she still on the air somewhere? Like on one of those fourteen watt stations that has like a point uh, zero. I'll ask someone who knows if I ever meet them. No. Oh. Nine seventy two on a pool. Now, if I click that view current, boy, that Erica sure nine seventy three. See, there's another one sneaked in there. Erica sure set up a really nifty dealer, hasn't he? Nifty people that use the word nifty, they make me want to puke. Anyway, th- speaking of things that make you want to puke, hundreds of students at FIU. We're stranded outside this morning, unable to take final exams after a bomb threat closed the building on campus, police said. See, this is monkey see, monkey do. It's the American effing way, baby. We had one horrendous thing happen one place, and so right away, everybody and their brother. Didn't we have a Hollywood Hills last week one day? I think we High did, school? yep. South Campus Charles Perry Building, better known as La Primera Casa, was put on lockdown about 10 a.m. The five-story building houses both classrooms and administrative departments. 
Why is it called the, the Charles Perry Building, but it's better known as La Primera Casa? Well, what, what is that? Besides not English. Not English. Officials said it would be closed till at least 11 o'clock. Well, Jesus, this, this is old news. I just got this off the Herald website. Can't you idiots update a little bit, you morons? No wonder everybody hates the Herald like poison. Meanwhile, hundreds of students were stuck outside. Witnesses said the fire alarms were blaring and police officers were combing the campus looking for the mad bomber. At least one, maybe it's Joel Feinberg. Wouldn't surprise me. He's just going off the deep end. At least one teacher convened class on the lawn, students said. Students taking final exams were later assigned to different classrooms, not in La Primera Casa. At FIU, it actually made CNN there for about a quarter of a second. Boris Yeltsin is dead. The Dolphins may be coming to QAM and maybe uh, some other stuff, too, but we don't really know. Well, we do know, but we lie about it because Clarence said lie about it. You know? I said, should I read the uh, Barry Jackass column? Yeah, but just lie about it. Why, why couldn't they have made it official on this show? Wouldn't that have been the prestigious way to do it? Hey, Mr. Sure Uppity, it's not a sports yeah, show. Yeah, that's what? right. It's why not you a sports want it all, show. Man, you got to have it all, don't you? Dolphins. That's right. Every I about scoop. That. That's every, you know, right. you got to like break when everything. Saban, when Nick Saban left town, who broke right. it? Let me say it again. Uncle Neil, old Neil. Neil why don't old you leave something Neil for the other right people on the station? Well, you have the story right there. While everybody else is running around. Oh, the humper will have it. The humper will have it. Yeah, the only thing he's got is a big bologna sandwich, okay? And a lot of baloney to go with it. Now, he's good. Humper's okay. Just too fat. Now, he ought to be getting ready for the uh, cripple crown, shouldn't he? <laughs> the big horse race is coming up. 9.75 on the pool. You can bet You can bet Chris's life on it that by 1 o'clock we'll have 1,000 votes. Are you, you feel safe? Yeah. 9.76. We need 24 votes in 24 minutes. 23. Well, we're 9.77 now? 22. How do you like that? Ha, <laughs> I'm way ahead of you, mister. So Josh came in this morning and gave you like a little squeeze and said, be sure and thank the old fag for uh, that check. Yes, he did. He kissed now, George and asked George to send it to you. I told me to pass it along and, uh, you know, and I slapped him on the ass and told him to pass that along to his girlfriend. Mm, I'll bet. You slapped him on the ass No. a little squeeze. Did you give yeah. him a little squeeze? I gave him a little goose. On the ass? Don't yeah. be starting doing a bunch of faggery in there, okay? That's the last damn thing we need. Big, wet tongue we kiss. We've got enough faggery going on this radio station, including those damn ball games. By the way, did anybody watch the... Um, well, now, what game was that? Wait, which game was that? Was that Detroit? Yeah, it was Detroit. And uh, uh, who are they playing? Calgary? Anybody see that Jamie McClendon go nuts and take that chop the guy in the midsection with his goalie stick? What? Well, and he gets suspended five games. If he did that out on the street, you'd be in jail for ten years. That's like a Todd Bertuzzi thing, man. It's like an attempted murder. Crazy person. Jamie McClendon couldn't stop a bowling ball from 100 yards away. But nevertheless, that's hockey, baby. A lot of violence, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of teeth spurting all over the place. Too much spurting going on, man. Speaking of that. 978 in the pool. Now, Chris has got it. He's got his eye peeled on there because it's like 981. You see how they're coming in in nice little chunks now? They're trying to save me. They're trying to save your job, even though they'd much rather have Josh back. 982. Now, we're happy with Chris. He's doing a fine job. And he's a good eater, too. He's a good, healthy eater. We like that on this show. It fits right in. So tell me about the melting pot again. They came in. They brought both kinds of cheese, both the uh, the Swiss and white wine combo and the cheddar and beer combo. Mm. And we uh, had all kinds of things to dip in it. And uh, I had a sign language teacher in here teaching us how to hit on deaf chicks and eating cheese. Great. And cutting the cheese? 
I, 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 I was. Heard, I don't know I, about the, her. The word around town, man, at the water cooler when I was down there this weekend, the word around town was it was sensational. you believe that? No. There was no word. There was I know. Nobody talking. I know. That's good. Because yeah, nobody knows. If they would have put up some billboards saying, yeah. Neil's going to be taking Friday off because he's a slacker and he works whenever the hell he feels like it, and George is going to be working on Friday, then, then you'd have been dangerous. You know? Yeah. But nobody knew about it. It would have been dangerous, all right. Your crowd. Now, should I mention again about that Neil God fan site on there? I, oh, I, I saw the invite, and I, of course I deleted it. You, you got invited, too? Oh, yeah. I deleted Did you read the thing in there that says, who I'd like to meet? Neil, George, Chris, Josh, all these people. I mean, it looks yeah, like and, a fan and site. It's supposedly our page. You know, it's got nothing and to do with me or this show no. or George or anybody associated with this show. And, and some of our friends are already on there, and, uh, well, you know, whatever. They don't want to meet me because I never got an invite. Some of their friends are on there because when they got invited to be friends, they assumed it had to do with me. You know? And then that's why they've right. done it. Why would there need to be another site? Exactly. That's, that's the point, okay? There doesn't need to be. We've got the Neil Rogers Show page on there. we got 80 trillion. I'll tell you in a minute how many uh, friends we got, including only a couple of count. I mean, a few. Uh, oh, look, look at all the unread messages on there. 400 from Johnny G. Gee, Johnny. I, I don't know. i got so much maintenance to do on that damn thing. And maybe a friend request from Neil's... Uh, yeah, there it is. Another one. You're right. There's another one. A friend request from Neil Godfans. Let me click on my... I do like that picture, though. Can't we use that picture? Oh, it's black and white. I, it's I, that I, old one where I got the stove right, in my I mean, We have on. that picture. Got those yeah, old fashioned glasses. Well, no, the one we got on there now with me is the Odd Father. That's all right. But uh, what does it say? About me. This is the home. Yeah, this is what pisses me off. This is the home for fans of Neil Rogers, the King of South Florida Radio, and blah, 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 weekdays, QM, 10. No, it's not. This is not the home. And the Big O show is on there, okay? So he must have obviously sent a thing to the Big O, and, of course, being terrified that I was going to rip him an ass. And even Angie Simbidium that sends us all that great stuff, all those uh, great things we post. Yeah. She's Come on, sensational. Angie. Come on, Angie. Wise up. And Mark ABOC. Hey, Mark, get a brain, man. And Ivy Power 96. Who else has he got on her? Gene Rayburn, yeah. You can always tell it's legit. Now, Nick, he's the one that sent this thing, Nick. And when you click on his pictures, Nick, it makes you sick. Who, who are you, Nick? Nick is in the... Oh, there he is. Some old toad, some fat old toad, okay? You see, Nick? He's a fat old guy. I don't want fat old guys on my damn MySpace page. If I want a fat old guy on there, I'll put pictures of me on there. What does it say? Single, sexual orientation, not sure. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, male, 64 years old. You fairy. Now, he's talking about me, that is. See? This is bogus. So I'm just, uh, I'm knocking that baby off. I'm blocking it. I'm deleting it. I'm sticking it. I'm just, blah. I'm sending him nasty hostility all over the place. I'm puking on the uh, monitor. You've got some freaking nerve, Nick. We don't need any assistance. The ass part we could use, but not the instance. You jackass. 987 on the pool. Boy, Chris can, can breathe easy now, I bet. Wow. Woo, 988. You notice that? They're trickling in to come to your side. Bad pit guy. Really dreadful. And I'm saying that to be kind because you will never, ever, ever have a career in singing. He happens to be the biggest idol jump. His hair is worse than Donald Trump's Sanjaya. What a jump. This is the Sanjaya. He's just a misunderstood little boy. He's still on the show, is it love? But that's so wrong because he sucks Sanjaya. You suck! 
He's a highly intelligent sociopath who has no fear of dying. I know. Maybe he's just acting stupid to infiltrate a gang of international idiots. Well, he blows jumps, and I gotta admit that if he wins, then Simon will quit Sanjaya. He's just an idiot. Sanjaya. I hate you! He's irritating and the media whore. His voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Sanjaya. I hate that guy. Sanjaya. Hideous. It was just weird. So he can't dance and he can't sing. Look at his head. What is that thing? Sanjaya. I hate that guy. Sanjaya. I'm beginning to hate that guy. Uh, on stage. Remember that? Are you looking at that? Oh, God. That's after he had one of his 400 heart attacks. He was on there trying to prove, hey, I'm healthy. I'm not going to die. And then the last thing he said was, I'm dying over here. Oh, there you go. He changed his mind. What a silly bunch of crap. That, that's the world for you. Just like John McCain doing that bomb, 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 Iran. That, that to me, you know yeah. what I thought to myself? I, I asked myself the musical question. Can you imagine Barack Obama doing that? Can you imagine oh, even yeah. Swillery doing that? Can you imagine any of the candidates? Can you imagine Rudy Giuliani doing that? No, he's cuckoo huh? for Cocoa Puffs. He's an idiot. He's a crazy person, John McCain. Bomb, 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 around. <laughs> he reminds me of that's Jolly Joe's. People are going to die. It's funny. Yeah, that's right. Big joke. Big joke. We're dying over here. Let's blow up the whole freaking world, okay? A thousand two votes, Chris. <laughs> Nice going. You. You're safe. You got. We had 12 minutes. Well, you had a long way to go. Cool. It's like in Team America World Police. Remember there at the end of the movie, and that thing that's ticking, 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 and he's got to stop it before it blows up the whole world. Remember that? Yeah. Well, it, he did. They always do, you know, and no matter what the movie is, whether it's serious, whether it's uh, comical, whether it's somewhere in between, whether it's a stupid piece of crap or some great piece of cinematography like Team America World Police with Alec Baldwin, that, that's another good reason to watch that again. We have Eric Baldwin. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to watch it again sometime this week. I love that. I just love yeah, it's it. It's a keeper. And don't forget Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Hey, Matt. You fairy. Oh. Now, let's see. Who the hell wrote this? Oh, the Associated Press staff. Took the whole staff to write this piece. After the 5-4 to four decision last week in which the Supreme Court reversed course on abortion... Upholding the Federal Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act, many court watchers are wondering what to expect next. For guidance, law professors and Supreme Court specialists looked to list the five to four cases in which Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who retired last year, had been the swing vote. She was a swinger. One list, compiled by Martin S. Letterman at Georgetown University, had 31 entries with cases on religion and race, elections and crime, medicine and free speech. Oh, I remember that. Last week's abortion decision, Gonzalez versus Carhout, demonstrated the court's new math with the justice who took the O'Connor seat, Samuel Alito, in the majority, and the new swing justice, Anthony Kennedy, writing the decision, the court upheld by a single vote, the Abortion Act. Just seven years ago, Justice O'Connor voted with the court's liberals to strike down a similar Nebraska law banning the procedure, known medically as intact dilation and extraction. It involves removing an intact fetus rather than dismembering the fetus in the uterus. The decision recast the court's approach to abortion, shifting its emphasis toward fetal life and away from deference to medical judgments about women's health. 
The decision last week brought into focus the greatest hopes of conservatives and the worst fears of liberals is the court about to make sweeping changes in important areas of constitutional law, including in decisions expected shortly on the role of money in political campaigns and of race in the schools. O'Connor was the swing vote in so many cases, especially in high-profile areas like affirmative action, campaign finance, and separation of church and state, said Erwin Chemerinsky, law professor at Duke. Sam Alito is likely to bring about a change in all these areas. In the coming months alone, the court is set to decide two important cases in areas where Justice O'Connor played a crucial role. One case considers whether school systems in Seattle and Louisville may take into account students' race to make sure that schools remain integrated. Students in both systems are offered a choice of schools, but they can be denied admission based on their race if enrolling in a given school would upset what local school boards had determined was a desirable racial balance. That's not precisely the same question as the one considered in Grutter versus Bollinger, the 2003 decision in which Justice O'Connor, writing for a 5 to four majority, upheld a racially conscious admissions plan at the University of Michigan Law School. That case involved not integration but affirmative action, with the court allowing the government to give some groups a boost. But the two cases are in the same doctrinal neighborhood, and integration cases will almost certainly give a powerful hint about where the court is headed, not only on affirmative action, but also on the use of race by government more generally. In Grutter, Justice O'Connor said that society may need affirmative action for another 25 years. Some legal scholars are betting that Grutter will be modified or overruled before that expiration date. This Wednesday, the court will hear arguments in another case that could start to undo part of Justice O'Connor's legacy. In 2003, she was in the majority on McConnell versus Federal Election Commission, which upheld the major provisions of the McCain-Feingold campaign finance law, including restrictions on some campaign season TV advertising paid for by corporations and labor unions. That's McCain-Feingold, as in bomb, 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 around that case. The new case considers that same ban in a particular context in what lawyers call as an applied challenge. An anti-abortion group, Wisconsin Right to Life, Inc., had sought to run television commercials criticizing a Senate filibuster against President Bush's judicial nominees and urging viewers to ask the state's two senators, one of whom was up for re-election, to permit the nominations to come to a vote. The Federal Elections Commission says that the ads were thinly veiled campaign commercials, while the group says they're just the sort of speech at the core of what the First Amendment protects. If Alito takes the position of the dissenters in the 2003 case, said Richard H. Pildes, a law professor at NYU, that would represent a profound transformation in the power of Congress to reach campaign finance practices. The betting line is that he's likely to go that way. After the McConnell decision, congressional power to derive money from politics, even at the expense of free speech, had seemed settled. Only four years later, the issue is back on the table. I wonder if that's the uh, square table. Justice O'Connor also played a central role in religion cases, and in recent years she had shown increasing skepticism in capital cases. It will not be long, legal scholars say, before Justice Alito's impact is felt in those cases as well. Say a prayer in school, or we're going to blow your crap away. In 2005, Justice O'Connor was in the five-justice majority in a decision invalidating display of the Ten Commandments in a Kentucky courthouse. When the issue comes up next, Professor Chemerinsky said, there's every reason to believe that Alito will join Scalia and Clarence Token Thomas in allowing displays of religious symbols on government property. God forbid. There's more to judicial decision-making than math. Of course, and Justice Alito and his colleagues on the court will rule based on the facts and arguments presented to them. The court is, moreover, reluctant to overturn decisions in any event under the doctrine of stare decisis, a Latin phrase meaning to stand by things decided. Indeed, in last week's abortion decision, the majority did not overrule the 2000 decision and maintained that Nebraska law was distinguishable from the federal one. It is similarly unlikely the court will overrule many of the cases of the professor's list outright. Nonetheless, however, there is probably no better guide to where the court is headed than a careful inventory of where Justice O'Connor has been. <clears throat> in other words, look in your rearview mirror and see where you've been. That's where you're going.
Got it, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I'm getting, I'm gagging in here. I think it's the fact that it's not 40 below zero anymore. Actually, it's kind of toasty. A little on the murky side, a few showers today, but I think, in fact, it was the same here. It was 75 here, and it was 75 when it left Fort Lauderdale last night. I didn't like that. And right now, you know what it is? 73, mister. It's a little on the murky side. I see a little blue sky out there. A little something. 73 degrees. Now, that may not be shocking for you. No. Just like those last couple, the last three days in Amsterdam, man, it was in the mid-70s. It was beautiful. All right. Amsterdam. Oh, God almighty. I, I'm getting weak just thinking back of that time I had in Amsterdam. Oh, brother. Even the hamsters are running out of steam. They're steam-powered, are they? 1,014 votes on the poll. How often do you think about sex? Oh, and I was just thinking about Amsterdam. Same difference. Let me say it again. People go to Amsterdam for two things, sex and drugs, okay? And I don't do drugs. How many times have I told you that? 45 million? So I'll tell you what, I'll take George to Amsterdam, and I'll go have sex, and George can go do drugs. Sounds like a plan. How often do you think about sex? Several times today, 546. Non-stop, 273 of us legitimate, honest-to-God perverts. Not make-believe perverts, not wannabe perverts. By the way, Boris Yeltsin's still dead. 273 non-stop. Once or twice a day, 118. Ah, what a boring existence. They must work with a lot of ugly people, you know. Seldom 60 and never 17 never think about sex and God help us from them. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Father-in-law, would you get off my butt? If your daughter's so perfect, why'd she marry such a putz? Father-in-law, you think you're better than me. But I don't eat in cafeterias, and I have cable TV. Always wearing black shoes with Bermuda shorts. You complain about sciatica, you won't drive an import. Too much swearing in the movies, too many songs at the beach. Everyone except Reagan should have been impeached. Father-in-law, you like driving big cars. <laughs> I'm going through a little coffin spell here during the break. Maybe I'll croak on the air this hour. What do you say? Let's promote it and then we'll build up that 2.30 hour. I'll lower the billboard now. Mother got out of car to help elderly person cross the street. What's this? This was in Camden, New Jersey. On the line with the And she disappeared? Uh, from the New Jersey State Police. It's Jeannie Hangenmule. Please forgive me if I'm not saying your, your name right, and please correct me on that. And also, tell us about the circumstances uh, that went into uh, to what appears to be an abduction here. Uh-oh. Yeah, she got out of her car to help an old lady, and uh, she uh, vanished. She vanished. I don't, I don't get it. Her little girl vanished? Uh, yeah, I think uh, somebody jacked the car with the little girl in it. Oh, somebody hijacked the car with a little girl in it? That's what I gather oh, from this. That's bad. Now, it's not the Ale- Alec Baldwin's little girl, is it? That 12-year-old bitch? Rehab Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh. 
I'm going to tell you something. If there was ever any doubt, when you sat and watched that over the weekend on the news channels, mm -hmm. on channels that are pretending to be news channels, you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it's all over. That's right. Like that Gore Vidal article I read last week about the end of America. It's all over, baby. Close the door. It'd be over. Here's our poll. It's not over yet. There's nothing wrong with this poll. It's an oldie but goodie. What's wrong with that? Nothing. How often do you think about sex? Thinking about Anything it now. that's got the word sex in it, they like it. They like the pool. Several times a day, 550. I think some of those people are lying, you know. I think if I, if I gave a number like 100 times a day, 1,000 times a day, nonstop 277. Once or twice a day, 121. Seldom 60 and never 18. Oh, my God. Never 18 people. I, I can imagine who they are. In fact, they're probably, they're probably the 18 necronics. Wouldn't you be thinking? What? I'm thinking about sex. Sorry, I didn't hear what you were oh, saying. Oh, there you go. Me too. I'm thinking about uh, the uh, Serbian stallion myself. <laughs> Just don't get carried away now. Calm down, okay? Here we go. loop de loo Spinning Through the News Cycle by Jamie O'Neill. This is on the Smirking Chimp. This is uh, well said. Sometimes it's not so hard to understand why young people are forsaking the news and why survey after survey turns up the fact that fewer and fewer of them read newspapers or watch the 24-hour news channels. And while it's never easy to argue in favor of willful ignorance of current events, the case can be made that if you've gone through a half a dozen news cycles, you can pretty much anticipate any news stories that gets told by those who produce the news, a commodity that often seems to have little that is new in it at all. The names and the particulars may change, but the news stories come at us in predictable packages, prefabricated like modular homes, a cliché-ridden exercise that precludes much in the way of insider understanding. Been there, done that, and it's deja vu all over again. So as a nation, we behave like crazy people, repeating the same behavior, but always expecting a different result. Take, for example, the IMA story. In the event you were in a coma during the week that the story dominated media coverage, you'll be reassured to know that the IMA story was a virtual rerun of the Michael Richards story a few months back, and the Richards story was a repeat of dozens of earlier stories, Mel Gibson, Andy Rooney, Jesse Jackson, Jimmy the Geek, Howard Cosell, ad nauseum. These are stories where the nation is invited to participate in a little orgy of condemnation and moral superiority. So if you caught the Richard story, and it would have been hard not to, then you know most all you need to know about the Ima story, which was, once the dust settled, a paradigm of media saturation that followed a familiar narrative arc. Begin with an ugly utterance, followed by fake outrage, followed by the culprit's contrition, followed by a parade of pundits examining the remark, and finding in their examination the sick soul of a nation laid bare. So important is this offensive utterance that broadcasters repeat the remark endlessly, branding it in our collective consciousness, and ensuring that when all else about the episode has been forgotten, we will remember the remark verbatim and be able to recall the words that were so horrible as to launch the media firestorm in the first place, as in nappy-headed hose. The endless repetitions of the horrible remark and the condemnations of it will inevitably be followed by yet more pundits who will argue that the reactions to the remarks are excessive and or hypocritical, and these counter-reactions will be followed by the deep-think analysis offered by experts. They'll explore the situation in places like the Situation Room and find that the unfortunate remark has provided the nation with a great opportunity to explore one of our chief ills and to begin the healing process without which one of these big national pop-psych wallows is never complete. In order to facilitate that healing, the big-name proprietors of the nation's healing franchises, the Dr. Phil's and Deepak Chopra's, will be trotted out on Larry King Live to usher us through that healing with soft-spoken platitudes, palliatives, and placebos. But before the healing can begin, another story will come along to interrupt our national convalescence, and that new story will make us sick all over again. 
Just as the Michael Richards story was knocked off the news by the Anna Nicole Smith obsession, so too did the Virginia Tech horror show put an end to the nonstop nattering about Don Imus. The Virginia Tech story began its familiar arc, starting with sparse details and lots of fill time consumed by newsreaders awaiting more information, offering the nation their unctuous concern for the victims and their mystification about how such things can happen. A note-for-note replay of things said and the tone used when the Columbine incident took place not so many years ago, but far enough in the past to ensure that we might have forgotten what comes next. The prayers of the newsreaders will be echoed by the doleful official grieving of our politicians high and low, and then will come the explainers and the bone sifters who will make sense of it all, who will fill the airtime with familiar discussions of our toxic culture, of Hollywood cartoons, and rap music. From there, we'll proceed to hand-wringing over our insane gun laws, and then after that, the healers will be trotted out to minister to the national psyche to guide us through this process while hawking their books or their TV ministries of whatever product line administrations they might be peddling, from the secular to the divine. The dialogue will spill over into the political arena and break down into arguments over the Second Amendment to the Constitution, and those weighty two-minute discussions of national and state gun laws will be followed by smarmy interviews as reporters ooze fake empathy while shoving microphones out of the noses of the next of kin. Somewhere in that mix, the news vendors will drag out a few experts to offer cautionary profiles of what to look for in people we might know in our schools or workplaces who could be ready to explode themselves. Then the healers will return unless the story has been preempted by another more exploitable tale that will rocket our attention elsewhere before any healing or any learning has actually taken place. Meanwhile, deaths elsewhere, as in wars we started or genocides we're busy ignoring, will go unreported or underreported because our attention is limited. And news divisions can't really cover more than one big story at a time on the 24-hour news channels. And besides, the news story is breaking and it's time to move on. Two, the the much-vaunted healing process, as it turns out, has never meant more than getting on with our lives. And that means moving on to the next cycle of something bad happening, followed by 30-second sound bites of deep reflection. And then the rest of the cycle, as we are doomed to repeat it over and over again. What won't happen, of course, is any real change. Racism will continue, despite the I firing, and the culture will remain mean-spirited, and of course, and yes, we'll wake up yet another day to carnage in our schools, because the loop we run on the national news precludes any real thought, any real understanding, and any real progress. No new gun legislation will get passed, because the scenario is set in stone, part of the cliché that rules this particular story. Despite the fact that polls have long shown that the majority of Americans favor some measure of gun control, the pundits and the consultants say the issue is toxic to those with political ambitions, so nothing will change. And so round and round we go, loop-de-loo, spinning through the news cycle, living in a nightmare production of Groundhog Day that renders us incapable of addressing our problems while we repeat them endlessly. Round and round we go, loop-de-loo. I love it. Loop-de-loo. I haven't heard that in a, a raccoon's age. Have you? No, no, you mentioned it. Now, what was that song? Loop-de-loo. Here we Come go, on. loop-de-loo. Here we go, loop-de-loo. That one? That's it. What is it? I don't know. Something. No, 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 no. It's something. You got it. I do? I doubt it. If we I knew the name of it, if either one of us knew the name of it, it might help. We got 1,040 votes. Loop-de-loo, loop-de-lie. It ain't no lie, man. We got a big press conference. A big. It's not a press conference. Is it? What, what is it? A big announcement. A big to-do. With That's it. right. It's an announcement. 2.30. It's a big simus. Everybody bring a fork and we'll split it up, okay? It's a carrot simus, which I'm not really all that fond of. I still like potato cover that much better. Luxion mm. is really good, too. Yeah. Noodle pie. Noodle pie. <laughs> now, are you tell me that uh, Fat Chris there still hasn't seen Fat He so? took it home with him. And? And hasn't had his way with it yet. What is wrong with you? He's fat. Yeah. And pink. Oh, I don't want to go there. 
It's everywhere. You don't have to go there. Oh, jeez. Speaking of gun laws, I'm, I'm fishing through here. I'm stalling because I got this one more story from Capitol Hill Blue. Looking for ways to eliminate gun hole loopholes. Gun law. What I just say, you heard me. Grappling with the deadliest shooting spree in U.S. history, lawmakers said yesterday they want to eliminate a gap between state and federal laws that can allow someone with a history of mental illness to buy guns. In other words, if you walk into a pawn shop and you go, they'll say, how many guns you want? Oh, I had a great idea over the weekend. I almost forgot about it. Okay. I got a great new way to dispense guns. You know what it is? What? What else? What, what do we dispense just about everything in? Plastic? Vending machines. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Vending machines, baby. Get your gun in a vending machine. Oh, look at this. The meeting went well. This is from Norma Kent. Is this supposed to be uh, confidential? I don't know. I'll read it on he here. this meeting with Jolly Joe. They still want me, baby. He gave a written proposal. May even get some extra Fridays off. Great. Oh, I see. But Joe, a former DJ, and I'll be hosting the Joe Bell and Norma Kent show from the Floridian instead of Joe. <laughs> right. Great. The way he, they offer me to. By the way, it says Joe had the low-fat turkey plate for lunch. Who are you kidding, Joe? <laughs> I got news for you, okay? Now, it says, agent of the stars and Craig Biggio fan. Yeah, we know about you, Norm. Hey. You fairy. Craig's getting old and craggy, Craig Biggio. He still looks pretty good. See, there's always got to be some faggery in there, you know. So that's good. They still want me. We're going to extend the contract another 100 years, maybe get a couple of Fridays off. There you go, George. What? Where I go? Your cab. I don't know. That as long as Chris is the one that has to make the tapes, I don't care. There aren't going to be any tapes. Don't you understand? I'm trying to say, you see, you're one of those people. No, really. You're one of those people you can't be nice to, you know? Oh, yeah. Your heart heart is a rock. Your heart is granite. Yeah. Your heart is made of stone. Well, it didn't get that way by itself. Are you picking on the missus again? I don't pick on her. Or mama, mamacita? Hey, take your pick. All of these, all these ladies in your life. Hey, your daughter's great, Sabrina. She, yeah, I know her yeah, a little she bit. is. Although I haven't she's seen her in years, I wouldn't recognize her. Well, she uh, looks just she's the same, and she's, she's got a. She's a genius. She's right. brilliant. She looks better because she's she employed. That. She has that employed look about her. And by the way, we're not sending anybody any pictures of George's daughter. Okay, all that crap on our on that MySpace crap. Uh, oh Jesus! She's got her own uh, MySpace uh, presence. Well, good. And a rich, full social life. She don't need no help from nobody. Now, is she, I don't want to get, I better not say it. Whatever. Is she what? She's 18, right? Yes. She's obviously got some boyfriends. She's got friends, and she goes out with her friends, and what they do is nobody's business. Because <laughs> she's 18. <laughs> In- including yours? And, well, she's 18. Yeah, she's of legal age. That's right. So she's so got her own business. In other words, you don't really want to know what she's doing. She fulfills all of my expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, what the hell does she where she's that supposed sounded, to be? Where yeah. when when she's supposed to be there? Right. And she does what she needs to do when she needs to do it. And so, in other words, her boyfriend, she's fulfilling the expectations. What she does she on said, her own time is her, is her own business. business. That's right. a healthy attitude, boy. I'm going to tell you that right now. Everybody out there would like to have a father of a girlfriend just like that. Am I right? I, I imagine. Sure. Am I right, Chris? Yes. Members of Congress have shown little political appetite, however, for attempting to expand federal gun control in response to the massacre at Virginia Tech. Swung Hui Cho, who gunned down 32 people on campus, killed himself Monday, was evaluated at a psychiatric hospital in late 2005 and deemed by a judge to present an imminent danger to himself as a result of mental illness. 
That should have disqualified him from purchasing a gun under federal law, experts say. I'll finish this when I come back. I got interrupted there by you and the, your daughter. About 30, man. If you're gay and want to win, skip far and come here instead. We love alternative lifestyles at Disney World. We won't ask and you won't tell if you're queer as Tinker. I made plots from the excitement, man. It's already 119. We're only an hour and 11 minutes away from that big major announcement. What could it be, huh? <laughs> what could it possibly what, what could it be, man? I don't Any know. ideas? None. Any theories? Couldn't have to do with the Dolphins, could it? The Dolphins? I don't know. Now, is that true, Chris? The Dolphins' first home game is in London this year. Now, are we going to all get to go or what? Is that part of the deal? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. Oh, look at that. The little girl is wearing blue jeans and a green shirt, and she, the, uh, now why the hell would the mother get out? I mean, what, what is that all about? Is Remember they said she stopped to help somebody, and I agree with you. I understand you. that. When you have well, a child in the car, that's your concern. There is no other concern. The rest of the world could be on fire. That is correct. That's, that's right. It's like when you're in the airport, like I was yesterday, and you see all these little kids uh, running around, and, and, and I, you know, I'm one of those people I try to mind my own business. Yeah. Good luck with that. But I just think to myself, is there a parent here that's with this kid right. because the kid is running loose and there's nobody within 100 yards paying any attention to this kid? And like, and then you'll look back and like somebody is like dawdling around and halfway paying right. attention. You know when your kid uh, bothers other people or winds up hurting themselves when you're not watching them? Chris sends a fax. Did you read this? Oh, yeah. It's, it's hysterical. I just returned from Los Angeles, California. Ran into Phil Henry as he was leaving a Starbucks. I told him quickly that I was from South Florida, that I used to listen to him when he was on the air with you. Then I asked him if he was still supporting George Bush, and that's when he told me to suck his and he walked away. And Chris says, F him. He says, him. A lot of in his facts. Well, how do you like that, Chris? What does that tell you? Are you sure? I think so. Of course, Chris could have just made it up because it's from the same uh, MD uh, that all these other facts, including this next one. Have you noticed that, the header on these? Yes. This must be their new hobby. It says, I sign my facts with a P. It says P or Phil. Be for a number of few different reasons. Number one is when I faxed you and signed it Phil, you thought I was using a fake name, which I was not. Oh, you remember this guy? Don't you remember Phil? I think so. We know oh, somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm not affiliated with any car dealership. I send every fax with my home fax number. No weirdness, no trickery, sending through a third party. Yeah, call us when the party starts, okay? Call Mo Green. Also, I sign all my emails with P. Just lazy, I guess. Yeah. I've been straight up with you in all my faxes. I have opinions, and you, and like you, I express them. This is, why is the print so, like, uh, stretched out? On this? I don't know. It's not stretched out. It's squished up. Well, it depends on how you look at it. It says, uh, I have opinions, and like you, I express them without any BS. This is one of the greatest attributes of the show, Honesty, which in society today puts little emphasis on. Do you or George watch Mind of Mensa? Men Mencia. Mencia. 
Mencia. Mencia. What is that? Big Mencia? It's a comedy show, Carlos Mencia. Never heard of it. Yeah. Sundays at 10 or 10.30 on Comedy Central. Yeah. He is the bomb. Sign yeah. P or Phil or... Huh? If by bomb, if he means something that falls from a high altitude and then explodes on impact, then yeah. And it's bad? It's, uh, it's not what it, people uh, want it to be. This is the Phil that was giving me uh, all these diatribes about the show and how to... Isn't that the guy? Sure it was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember yesterday. Well, whatever. Okay, thanks very much, P, Phil, whatever you, whoever you are. And I don't watch that show when George says, don't ever do it. We got 1,061 votes on the poll. Our target today is 1,100 by 2 o'clock, or Chris dies at 2. And then we got the big press conference coming up at 2.30, during which his death will be announced. What are you thinking? We'll make 1,100? I want to give you like a little challenger. It should, it should be easy, man. We need 39 votes. We got 37 minutes. There's just barely more than one a minute. You think we can't do this on this high-paid show? Although I don't see much of anything happening there. 1061, I'm clicking that thing. 1061, baby, you're in trouble. Maybe Eric's doing it. Yeah, Eric's got the freeze on, baby. Eric and Mr. Freeze. That's Milton Burrow, right? Uh, geez, we're going to go through that, that again? Huh? Mr. Freeze? No, who was it? We looked it up. Vincent Price? Uh, Otto Preminger. Oh, Otto Preminger, that's right. See how we forgot that? That was at least, what, five days ago? How did my right, I don't remember know. that time. But Virginia court officials, going back to my story here about gun control, insist that because the judge ordered only outpatient treatment and didn't commit Cho to a psychiatric hospital, they weren't required to submit the information to be entered in the federal databases for background checks. In other words, schlock. Lawmakers pushed yesterday to eliminate such breakdowns. They called for uniformity between state and federal reporting to make background checks more dependable. I think everybody would agree that somebody with a psychological problem should not be allowed to purchase a weapon, said Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy of Vermont. Republican lawmakers appearing on the Sunday news programs agreed. There was a definite failure of communication that ought to be changed with federal legislation, said Senator Arlen Magic Bullet Specter of Pennsylvania. He knows his bullets, baby, especially the pristine bullet that went through Governor Conley and President Kennedy. He knows his pristine bullets, baby. Two New York Democrats, Senator Chuck Schumer and Republican Carolyn McCarthy, announced legislation yesterday that would require states to upgrade their reporting of mental health records to the federal database. The bill would provide new money to states to help them automate their records, but also apply financial penalties on states that don't comply. McCarthy, whose husband was fatally shot by a deranged gunman on the Long Island Railroad, is working with Representative John Dingell, Michigan Democrat, and strong gun rights advocate to get legislation through Congress. You're cracking your knuckles again? Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you crack your knuckles? Nothing. going to come and shoot your ass, oh. man. It's annoying. It's one of those eight sounds that we hate. 1,070 votes. Now they're coming through for fat Chris. I mean, for Chris. See, for me to be calling anybody else fat, like you or Hank or like that, that's bad. That's unacceptable. Why I'm not? fat. Not so fat you can't see, right? Can't see what? Other fat My people. My feet. I can't see feet. What else can't you see without a mirror? Even we forget about that. That's got nothing to do with fat. Meanwhile, he said, "Can we move along, please? Please, you're always getting stuck in the groin." Meanwhile, he said he would hold hearings on guns in response to the Virginia Tech shootings. But Democrats, who now control both chambers of Congress, have shown little eagerness to toughen existing laws or little confidence that such efforts would advance. Such efforts have been unpopular with voters in rural or swing districts in the past, where they love they love their guns, baby. Don't f with my guns for my peace. 
Federal law generally requires firearms dealers to conduct background checks on gun buyers and prohibit sales to convicted felons, and some people have been legally declared to have mental problems. Don't forget, bad words kill people. Guns don't kill people. Bullets and guns don't hurt people. So nappy-headed hoe, that's bad. Guns be good. Nappy-headed hoe. That's right, because that's the American effing way. Gun nuts. Gun nuts. That's, an, uh, that, that's redundancy. They made by planters? They'd be made in Hialeah, baby. Planters makes bad nuts. You like planters nuts? No, they're, they're, uh, they're craft. The cashews are okay. Craft corporation. That... Oh, you hate craft. That's right. I'm gonna go out and give me some craft macaroni and cheese just to piss you off. Good luck. Get my blood, get yeah. my blood sugar up to. I know. And Norm, Norm will get that contract done, and then he's gonna ask me. He's gonna fax it, and have me sign on the dotted line. And as I reach for the pen, I'm going like that. That'll be it. That's my luck. Even with my fifty billion dollar bonus in there, you know. I hope there's a big signing bonus in there, Norm. And guess what? You ain't getting none of it. The biggest Norma. names of hey, Norma. <laughs> this good job, Norma. Cut the crap. Sports Radio 560. The dog is out of control, and you'll find out why when you hear the latest release from Blockbuster Entertainment. Jim Mandage sings duets. Well, all right. Riding around in Hear the Mad Dog, Jim Mandage, sing classic rock. All right! 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 said he felt a little bit foolish. I don't like a eunuch in a whorehouse. But now, he says... I like it. I like it. The mad dog just can't kiss enough of that cottage cheese butt. If he wants me to sing God Bless America and pasties and a G-string up here, I'll do it. You got soul, and everybody knows that it's all right. All right. Listen to the mad dog sing himself happy. Available now at all Blockbuster stores. Get your heart out, Joel. Poor Joel Feinberg across the street as a ticket, man. Somebody somebody ripped up their ticket, I guess. I know Tiki No Washi, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I just tried to print that story out again from our uh, page and I couldn't it wouldn't print. It just wouldn't do anything. After I went through that whole thing about how great it is to uh, you know beat your feet on the Mississippi mud or whatever. Oh, now it will. There it goes. It just had my computer just had like a little brain fart. Mm-hmm. Isn't it entitled? It is. <laughs> oh, geez. So you probably wonder what that long pause was. I was just building up a good sneeze. Uh, I thought you were looking allergy. for a, an appropriate drop or something either way. Oh, brother, that was good. Oh, no, and I'm printing it out again. I don't want to read the whole thing because that... That, in, in part, might, like, upstage the whole excitement at 2.30, because I'm sure nobody in town has got any idea what this big announcement is at 2.30. <laughs> but I just want to read the Joel Feinberg quotes again. Come on, you can do it again. Thank you. Well, they're toward the ass end of the story. 
You know, I'll never forget the day that she showed up at uh, Pizza Loft. Mm-hmm. I think Al Goldstein was there and a bunch of other people. And and I had no idea who she was, the battling brook. Remember that? Right. And she stood there like kind of like a statue, like kind of a chunky grotesque. I was just going to say, yeah. statues are usually made out of something solid. And uh, like, don't you know who I am? You know, like, uh, well, like that. Let's say I like said a no. Jello mold of a person. Anyway, Barry Jackass wrote Saturday that Dolphins are moving back to QM, which I'm sure couldn't have anything to do with the big announcement at 2.30 this afternoon with Mad Dog and Humper. But uh, where does Joel Feinberg get quoted on here? i got to hear about this. Bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-bop. Feinberg said he lost money on the Dolphins, wasn't comfortable offering anything close to last season's rights fee. He said he renegotiated the contract last offseason in exchange for financial concessions. He allowed the games to be simulcast on Big 106, which is now all Paul and Ron all day, 28 hours a day. It was in the best interest of the station to not enter a deal with the Dolphins. There would be a loss as soon as the pen hit the paper, Feinberg said. In other words, they're losing their ass. Still, Feinberg said he felt strung along during negotiations. I'm very upset, he said. I gave them blood, sweat, and tears for two years. Hiring Jimmy Cephalo, who belongs in a funeral home, he's so dead. I gave them the world. Hey, Jimmy. You fairy. All they care about is money. They think they're so high and mighty they can flex their muscles and get whatever they want from whomever they want. They don't care about anybody else's business or situation or needs. Now, they don't care about your needs. They're in business, okay? Joel, you idiot, you crybaby, you simpleton. There's nothing worse than a guy that's got millions of dollars that's loaded with cash and he's crying. You know what I mean? What do you mean? The Tickets Dolphins show from 7 to 9 p.m. weeknights, which was part of the rights deal, will go off the air immediately, if not sooner, Feinberg said. Like, right now, pull that baby. QM is expected to carry regular Dolphin programming, but details haven't been disclosed. Feinberg said in addition to his offer of a $2.25 million annual rights fee, he also offered three hundred and sixty grand in hospitality and signage costs and to cover the salaries of the announcers. I don't think they like your station, Joel. I don't think they like you. I don't think they like your horseball station. I don't think they're really happy with the whole deal. Feinberg said that Dolphins opened some new doors to some national business, but said, I'll be a better station without all the financial losses. WQM thinks if I don't have the Dolphins, I'll go to, out of business. I'll survive and prevail, he said. You should live so long, baby. As they say in Siberia, you should live so long. As the Siberian stud stallion says. Or is he the uh, Serbian, whatever he is. Serbian said, the tickets deal with the Dolphins precluded the station from pursuing rights to other teams. Without that restriction, the ticket might pursue rights to the Marlins, who are in the final year of their deal with WQM. All we can say to that is, oh, oh yeah, oh, whoa, oh, we'll, we'll send you salami sandwich too, Joe. Oh. Kosher, Hebrew national, baby. How do you like that? They're going to pursue maybe the Marlins. Now that we're in the last year of that stiff, I mean, that, of course, the only bad news about that is that means none of those early uh, weekday departures. And I'll be very honest with you, our audience isn't too happy about those. The people that really care about this show, the people that really love us like crazy, have Neil, uh, anti-Neil blow-up dolls, those people aren't too happy about those preemption with those stupid ball games. So they'll be happy mm-hmm. if the Marlins should go, you know, just in case they should go, bye, 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 like that, you know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of interest, just like there's no interest in the Panthers. You can't complain about the interest in the Panthers because there isn't any. Hey, ref, you suck. That, that, that's it. That's the Panthers crowd. Hey, ref, you suck. That, that's it. And speaking of refuse, boy, I bet you Chris is re- Am I rambling here or what? Because you haven't said anything in about a half an hour. I'm letting you go. I'm, you know, watching the Where did George sure go? I live. Right here. Oh. 
We're you enjoying the uh, soliloquy. Right. Texting my girlfriend and all that. Texting your girlfriend? What else do yeah, you think I'd be doing the show? Listen to you? Oh, now you notice how he's picking on Josh now? You are really all over Josh's ass. That's bad. What did you call him last week? Chris? My boy? My little boy? Your boy? Yeah, your little boy. And, you know, I think... I uh, called him your love, love monkey. Love monkey, yeah. And I just sent him a check for 1200 bucks. That's right. So maybe we were right. Yeah. Or maybe you were <laughs> maybe you were wrong. Maybe you're full of crap as usual. 1,093 votes on the poll. And, of course, the best part of all of this, uh, as soon as you start talking that crap, there are a whole bunch of people in the audience start hyperventilating. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> you know, like that? Because they all, they all assume something, man. Who the hell needs Josh when you got Hamsterdam, man? Who the hell needs him? I mean, he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. He's fine. He never stole a freight train. I take good care of him. I pat him on the head. And maybe it was just subliminal that I only sent him that one story to put in there for yesterday. I mean, who the hell's getting up early on a Sunday morning to look at stupid stories? Or was it Saturday? Well, whatever the hell day it was. I guess it was Saturday. I think I sent him one early in the day. And then, of course, the rest of the day, I was busy, man. I had more important fish to fry. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Nope. 1,093 votes, seven more, and Chris gets off the hook again. A damn faggot. I can't stand him. Absolutely. Huh? It seems I'm out of change for once in my life. Should have planned ahead. Put off the laundry to tomorrow night. But then I wanted some mellow mar, so I bought a candy bar from a vending machine. I put a card on the street with a minute to feed, not the king should have seen. I used up all the change I need. Should have realized then. Should have broke that ten. Should have known that there'd be a toll on the way back home. But I got nowhere to go. That's why I'm asking you, Joe. I'm talking to the man in the toll I'm asking him to make some change, but he ain't the lookout. admit this, you know, I'm listening to that, I haven't played that in a very long time. I hate to admit it, and it's very embarrassing even for an old queen like me. Uh, he actually did a few songs I liked. Well, what's wrong with that? Once Upon a Time, uh, yeah, he made America. a lot of good music, right. We are the world, I mean, I Not don't that. like that, although I do like that, you know, when you come right down, I didn't like I the whole idea. Just, just keep uh, marketing this uh, real fast so that we can feed those starving people by the end of the month. I mean, the whole thing is so stupid, you know. USA for Africa, my ass. It sure worked really well, didn't it? <clears throat> Thank God there's yeah, no there's people in Africa right. today. Just like that farm aid and band aid and Kool-Aid and 
No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No? I like Man oh, in the right. Mirror. Eee. What? You don't like the Man in the Mirror? No. How can I play that period just now when you, you tell me you don't like Man in the Mirror? I don't like Man in the Mirror. Well, I do. You like Ben? No. I hate Ben. Like Billy Jean. You know, like Ben. Uh, Billy Jean's okay. Yeah. Ben was from the movie uh, Willard. That is correct. Ben was the sequel. That was about the guy with the rats. Now, who was the actor that was in Willard? Don't tell me. Oh, jeez. Oh. I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you because I I know who it is, but I can't think. But of you can name. Google it for quite a while. You're that, that lazy for the kind of big bucks they're paying you. You can't reach over there and Google it. I oh, could. speaking of reaching over, listen to me. I could put my phone down this, uh, thing. And didn't you tell me this morning that the engineers were having a nervous uh, dump? Chris was telling you. Because the, the signal is so bad today. We're, we're not running any juice today, okay? I guess we had to give the dolphins all the money. I mean, you know, I didn't really say that. But we, we can't afford to run. So, Russell and Coco says, I just thought you'd like to know that a 1.30 QM signal was cut by 50 to 75%, almost unreadable, up here in Central Florida. Can anybody hear me now? I'm talking as loud as I can. As always, Neil says, when the ratings get low enough, it's time for transmitter maintenance. That must be it. Or maybe it's sabotage by the boys across the street. Maybe Joel has given us a little payback. Payback's a bitch. I think that's what it is. So what's the story? Why is the signal so low? We don't know. Uh, let me just click this again to get to 1100 here so Chris doesn't have to face the guillotine. It's just stuck at, star, uh, sticked at 1099. Do you ever get sticked? I'm dead. Or stuck? Well, we got 12 minutes to get one more vote. I mean, if we can't do that. Oh, there it is, 1100. Okay, now... Johnny G, who once upon a time, years ago, at Zeta, used to send us pizza from his establishment, Johnny G's, and it was very good stuff. That's back when he was sane. Now that he's turned into a self-deprecating groupie, he just, he, he, I must have 400 messages from him today, and the last one, about the last two about the uh, top friends list. Now, don't, don't you think pretty much that's for kids? I mean, MySpace in the beginning was strictly for kids anyway, and probably to a great degree still is, or overgrown kids like me. But uh, people that worry about who their top friends are, that to me is like like childish gibberish. Seriously. So I wrote him back a response, and I said, I have two words for you, Johnny. Grow up with several exclamation points. He writes back, like that. He's having a rough year, and just do it anyway. Now, I I have no control over that, nor do I even have any idea how to do it. Can, Can you arrange that? Arrange what? To, have to, to get him on our top friends on a show page. There. Miguel can. Why? You well, can. It's very simple. Tell him to, tell do, him to do it just to calm him down. Uh, Not, just, you know. Why? Why? Calm what? him down, he just said. Because he I might jump out of the building why. or something. He might uh, drive into traffic. That's correct, because he needs help, and he admits it. He's uh, just compulsive. And he did the good thing. He deleted himself from that phony Neil Got Fans thing, which total bogus. And anybody else on there who likes the show and understands the way it is, that wasn't coming from us, okay? That was coming from some phony guy who decided on his own to, to, to represent a bunch of crap on there, you know? I know that's unique and novel. Anybody doing something like that? So let me ask you this. What do you think the uh, big announcement's going to be at 2.30? Gee, I don't know. After reading that very jackass thing and about Joel Feinberg. I don't know. Really porked off about it. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What do you think the announcement's going to be? I don't know, but absolutely correct. I work out in Davie. I cannot get the station in at all. I just took lunch. I can't even get the station in my work truck. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Well, thanks for the bad news, Pally. All right, buddy. Have a good one. I'll I'll talk later, louder tomorrow. I guess I better practice my vocal uh, manipulations or whatever, huh? My my throat. (coughs) 
I better warble a little bit because we're going to have to talk real loud the rest we'll of the We'll start projecting. There's a guy in, in Davie can't hear the station. And Russell and Coco said they cut the signal by 50 to 75%. What are we doing? Using candle power? Would somebody go out and yeah. buy a couple of candles? Seriously, is anybody going to tell us anything? And if we got this big announcement coming up at 2.30, who the hell's going to hear it? Nobody. Here's the big announcement. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's just to me. Hey, Norm, hold off on that contract a couple minutes. Now, go ahead. Just do it. Right? Just do it. George George needs a security. I yeah. need the money to maintain my lavish lifestyle. That's right. And uh, and Chris, well, he needs a job, you know. And free food. And the free food that goes along with it. All the perks. Like the free food, which I can't think of any other ones. So we got no no uh, signal. We got no power, baby. No. We got no power. Maybe we're stuck on night pattern or something kooky. I don't know. Is, is that what I it don't is? know. I'm just throwing. Oh, hey, listen. I bet you those guys right now are out of the transmitter working on it feverishly. And the transmitter, too. Didn't you tell me that the Steph is a real engineer? He's the computer kind of guy. So what does that mean? I don't what, think he's a transmitter kind of guy. For the transmitter running at about 2%. Well, I'm just telling you. Let me ask you again. Can you hear me? How does this sound? How's that? Oh, oh. <laughs> and not only that, but let me also ask you. Do you like it? Now, don't forget yeah. to tell Miguel to get Johnny G here in the top friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I want, no, I, I, not that I want to do it, but I just, I'm tired of it. He's more like, a, like a little child. You know how little kids All are. Right. If they pester you enough, you finally say, okay, okay. Whatever takes you off my back. I'll sign it to him after the show. You'll what? I'll sign it to him. I'm signing everybody now. You're signing? I'm signing. I'm using sign language. To oh, pick you're up signing now. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said you were signing. Like you're all of a sudden the new director. Right. You're signing a project. I'm going to all the deaf bars. He ain't going to listen to you. He's not going to pay no attention to you. Know, he's, on, he's been on to you for a long time. That's true. So I guess I'll, a little bit later on I'll be calling Norma Kent. And then maybe I'll call you and say, hey, take care of George, too. But I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it, too. Well, doubt what? That I would say that? No, that he would do it. Did, did you hear what he that just he said? he would do it. Oh. Names of best I believe Dave. Since 2004, those emails have been uh, separated from an RNC policy, which is to automatically delete every 30 days deleted emails. Um, so we screwed up. <laughs> oh, I'm an email, an old deleted email. You can delete me all you want, but you're going to fail. You're going to be relieved when you no longer see me on your drive. But I'm still alive, I'm still an override. I made a great but won't die. Regretfully, I got to say that you can't throw me away. All the data is saved. Look what you type and you say, I'm an email. You can't erase emails. They've gone through too many servers. They can't say they've been lost. That's like saying the dog ate my homework. It doesn't work that way. They just don't want to produce it. No, there ain't none of the White House power abusers that knows how to use a new fangled computer. They can't read any paper or try to place their blame on a key punch operator. I just don't go away. You can fail, but you'll fail. I always leave a trail. I'm an email. Oh, I'm an email, an RNC email. You can try to dump me, 
But I'll still paddle tail. It looks like you violated the Hatch Act. Hey, how about that? Another 18-minute gap. Yeah, history repeats with more Republican hijinks. When you dump five million emails, something stinks. But you can't make them go away. Won't you send me around? I can always be found. I'm an email. Bye, bye, bye.